When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. If this is your first time here at Modern Day Debate, I'm your host, James Coons, and we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And so I want to let you know, no matter what walk of life you are from, we hope you feel welcome and we're glad you're here. Now, if you're sick in the head like us and you like juicy, controversial debates, want to let you know we are thrilled that Matt Dillahunty and Dr. Josh will be debating Stuart and Cliff Nettle, a real-life father-and-son tag team debate team. And so that will be exciting. That's coming up this month. You'll see that at the bottom right of your screen. And so, hey, if you like those controversial topics, hit that subscribe button right now. That way you don't miss any of them. And... We are also on podcasts. So if you like listening to podcasts, well, hey, you're in luck. We are on virtually every podcast app. Check us out. And if you cannot find us on your podcast app right now, you can tell us in the live chat and we will work to get on there for you. So for tonight's debate, it's going to be a good one, folks. We're very excited about this. We have two guests, you could say, who are titans or juggernauts from the world of TikTok. We're thrilled to have them joining us and want to start introducing them first with Victoria. They're both linked in the description, folks. So if you'd like to hear more from our guests, you can hear more by clicking on those links that are in the description right now. And so with that, Victoria, thrilled to have you here with us. If you'd like to share, what can people expect to find at your link in the description? Instead, go ahead and click the link in the description to go to my TikTok. Um, I talk about politics and whatever else I want to talk about. So go check me out there. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being here again, Victoria. We appreciate it. And Tyler, thanks as well for being here. What can people expect to find at your link in the description? Oh, man, a whole bunch of no good on my TikTok. So, uh, Still, still on political TikTok, absolutely. You will definitely find more triggering uh, topics on my TikTok and definitely uh, the least amount of filter that I can have without getting banned on TikTok. So, uh, yeah, that's what you'll find over there. You got it. So thanks so much to both of our guests for being with us. We're going to jump right into it. Victoria is going to start, and their opening statement is very flexible. So if they want to use... As little as a minute or less, they can. That's up to them, and it can be as long as 10 minutes, and then we'll go right into the open conversation. If you happen to have a question, folks, feel free to fire that question into the old live chat. If you tag me with at Modern Day Debate, it makes it easier for me to get every question in that Q&A list. So with that, thanks so much, Victoria. The floor is all yours. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, James. Tyler, thank you for meeting with me again. Uh, my biggest hope for this debate 
is just that both of our followers are able to step out of their echo chambers for a bit and hear more about the other side. And um, yeah, so thank you guys both for being here. On that note, I'll get right into it. Um, as a society, we deprive various multicellular organisms of life and deem it ethical frequently, like plants, for example. We deem humans as beings of moral consideration because we're capable of consciousness and subjective experience. None of these defining attributes are present in fetuses within the first trimester of pregnancy. We know this because their lack of development, because of their lack of development and brain structures related to all of the things that I just mentioned. Um, for this reason, fetuses at this stage of development, being in the first trimester, are not beings of moral consideration and depriving them of life cannot be considered murder or unethical. Um, legally, I do not think that a person should be required to use their body or their resources to host one of these non-sentient beings, which I personally do not think are beings of moral consideration. that and with that we will kick it over to tyler for his opening statement as well thanks so much tyler the floor is all yours sure so uh yeah so i'm basically pro-life for for three reasons one um i subscribe to personhood originating at conception um two i believe that all human persons excuse me, have the equal right to life. And then three, uh, if an individual's voluntary actions force another person into a, a state of physical dependency, it would be immoral to remove that dependency if the result ended in the loss of that person's life. That's it. I'm done. Thank you very much. We'll jump yeah. right into open conversation. And so so long as it goes smooth, we'll just kind of let it go where it goes. Otherwise, if it starts to get a little bit too rocky, we'll just break it into two or three minute intervals. And so thanks so much. The floor is all yours. So do you want to ask me a question or do you want me to ask you a question first? Um, you know what? Let's get right into it. Um, I'll, go, I'll go on your third point of um, why you are pro-life. Just this idea that if you voluntarily let someone into your home, um, you, you don't have the right to... to uh, or, or not your home, sorry. But if you, if you willingly, what, why don't you restate that third point, actually? I don't want to misinterpret what you said. Yes. Yeah, so if an individual's voluntary actions force another person into a state of physical dependency, um, mm -hmm. it's immoral to remove that dependency knowing that they would die. Okay. And um, I mean, are you comfortable with me referencing our previous debate? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So I remember in our previous debate, um, you mentioned like if a child comes into your home, maybe you welcome a child into your home, right? Do you have the right to then kill that child? And I was basically saying no, but you have the right to evict that child from your home. What I would like to say on that point as well is in all of these analogies, from my perspective, it doesn't make sense to compare a sentient being and a non-sentient being, because that is the reason I would deem someone um, a, a being of moral consideration. That is what gives someone personhood to me is this consciousness. So while I do not agree that these situations would be morally equivalent, I want to kind of like work with you on that, on that example and kind of explain why I don't think that you should be pro-life in this regard either. Because as I understand, you tend to subscribe to a lot of libertarian ideology, right? I've kind of gathered that from your content. More or less. Yeah. So, so you're basically small government type of guy. Is that kind of fair to say? Yeah. So how do you feel in general about positive rights and positive obligations? What do you mean? So positive, basically there are two types of rights, positive rights and negative rights. Negative rights are freedom from something. So our freedom of religion is the freedom we have to practice without interference. Positive rights, on the other hand, 
are our right to certain things, but it requires something of some, someone else. So whenever I say that healthcare is a human right, in a lot of ways, that is a positive right, because I would be saying like someone's right to healthcare um, is their right, and they're going to need something from their community in order to have that right. So that's a positive right. And this idea that you have of, um, you know, like I remember in our last thing, if, if someone wanders into your home, do you have the right to deprive them of life? And well, I would, let me let me interject for just a second. Yeah. So just because I, I don't think that like it, it's almost like we're going to go into like bodily autonomy or something like that. But the thing is, is that you don't believe that it's a person anyway. Right. No, I don't. OK. Think, but OK. I so, do so want to level with you, though. Okay, well, we don't have to do that. So let's just, instead of getting there, why don't we just focus on the personhood first? Um, I mean, what yeah, makes a person I, I would, a person? well, I would like to kind of complete my point because I think it would be helpful okay, for your ahead. kind of like small government audience. Go so ahead. my biggest thing is that when you're asking a woman to host a baby in her stomach, you are saying that the right to life is a positive right. Is that fair to say? The right to that fetus's, that fetus's right to life is a positive right. It's requiring something of the mother, Right requiring what of the mother her body her resources food nutrients yeah a mother is is obligated to provide those things for her child yeah right but um again this isn't this isn't a child yet this is a fetus this is a separate entity this I, thought fetus technically... said, I thought you just said that you were going to grant me leeway and say that it is a person okay personhood so, but but yeah. i don't think it's necessarily fair to say um you know, to assign like an age to that being necessarily because it's it's not equivalent to a child. It's as a, equivalent to a child as it would be to an adult, if that makes sense. Okay, you could say like a pre, I mean, you could call it a fetus, but to me, that's a person. Are you, okay, so in this question that you're asking me basically is what I'm, what I'm asking you is, are you, are you saying that it is a person for your argument that you're about to make or it isn't? Um, I'm saying that even though you believe that it is a person, you should not necessarily believe in forcing a woman to give up her resources for that non-sentient, non-conscious being. Okay. So, so, you're, so, so in, you're talking in, about bodily autonomy. Okay. Bodily aut autonomy in a way. But I do want to clarify that I, I would treat a fetus differently than a child because of sentience and consciousness just for my future argument. I don't want to subscribe completely to the bodily autonomy argument because I don't think it summarizes my position fully enough. But I guess, I guess my point to Victoria, you is that I find I'm so sorry, but like, if it's not going to summarize it, then shouldn't we focus on, on, on personhood first then? Doesn't that make sense? Well, I mean, you asked me where I wanted to start. This is where I want to start. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So I guess my point to you is um, I, I find it interesting. I'm not even, like, I want to make this very clear throughout this whole debate. I'm not trying to debunk you here. I'm just trying to get an understanding of your ideology because from where I am standing, you don't typically believe in positive rights. You don't typically believe that a being is worthy of something if it requires something of another being. And so that's why I'm a little bit confused um, in your pro-life stance and the pro-life stance of many libertarians, because it does seem to be very rooted in the idea of like rights, human rights, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when it comes to like bodily autonomy or whatever, I, I just believe that you know, that a, a person has a moral obligation to accept the consequences of their actions if they consciously and voluntarily act on them. I mean, do you do you disagree? Well, see, a, a question that I would want to pose to you, and I'm sorry, I'm having internet problems. I would bring up the name of the philosopher who posed this question. But in, in regards to your kind of like evictionism argument, let's say that there was an apocalyptic storm raging. Well, I, just asked you, I just asked you a question. You didn't answer my question. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to answer a question with a question, but I'm trying to 
just repeat it was it was a yes or no it wasn't even it was just yes or no do you believe that like what i said or no well obviously i disagree with your stance on abortion that's why we're here no no well it doesn't even have to be necessary to abortion it's a general it's a general question right so do you believe that people have a moral obligation to accept the consequences of their actions if they consciously and voluntarily act on them I would say that that's just too general and too broad of a statement to make. Okay, if you're playing soccer in your neighborhood and you accidentally kick a ball through a neighbor's window, are you absolved mm-hmm. from those consequences? No, not necessarily. But if someone wander, okay. wanders, if someone opens your unlocked door and comes into your house, are they now, are, because you un, you left the door unlocked, are they able to just live in your house? Well, that's disanalogous to... Ha, it's disanalogous. not disanalogous because that dis- would well, be hold suffering. Hold on, let me finish, let me finish my, my point. Sorry. So it's disanalogous to abortion because, or pregnancy in general because when it comes to pregnancy, you force that person into your home. So if you were to say, yes, um, well, Tyler, can you force someone into your home and then uh, kill them if they don't leave and be like, no, that's immoral. You cannot force someone into your home and then kill them just because well, they let's won't say, leave. Okay, so let me bring up this analogy then. Um, Do you agree with so that, let, that I just said at least? Um, well, no, I, I don't necessarily. And here's why. I, I don't I don't think that someone should be even even if because, again, our, our view on pregnancy is very different, too. For me, a more similar analogy to using like birth control and condoms and then getting pregnant would be something more like leaving your door unlocked and having someone wander into your home. Because it's not intentional. It's not like these people were trying to get pregnant, just like you'd be trying to force someone into your home. No, Does wouldn't. that make sense? It what? wouldn't be the same. No, it wouldn't be the same because somebody, so, so somebody uh, uh, coming into your home that that would be uh, in uh, somebody made that decision to come through your home, right? Yeah, I guess in a way. Okay, so I, I would just would say that it's not analogous. Like if 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 you want to make well, it like, is... re- okay, sorry, well, hold on. So so I could I could say this. So. Um, this is what I'm saying. Like to get into like the bodily autonomy argument is I would really just be arguing that it is a person kind of like you are, but it's not going to matter because you don't believe that it's a person. So, I mean, it's even if I overcome this, you would just say, well, it's not a person anyway, so it doesn't matter. So like, that's why I'm saying, I think that we have to start at personhood before we get into bodily autonomy. Yes. I want to ask because, because last thing, I'm sorry, because if you're talking about bodily autonomy, which I mean, you said that, um, in our previous debate, I want to know if you if you still hold this value. You believe that abortion should be um, legal up until the 18th week, right? Or the first trimester. I'm sorry, first trimester. First trimester, yeah. Okay, and everything after that, and, and, and I mean, unless there's like some crazy rare uh, circumstance, you would believe that it should be illegal. Is that correct? Right. Okay, so when you're talking about bodily autonomy, it's not going to matter, Victoria, because bodily autonomy is based off of property rights and uh, the right to self go Like you own I yourself. Okay. I understand. So it wouldn't. So so I can. So I can absolutely compare that to an actual per- to what you would believe is an actual person, because bodily autonomy isn't right. just. Uh, it, it extends to to persons, right? Right. So, no. So I think that we have to start with personal before we go to bodily autonomy. I, I agree, but the analogy, because here's the here's the issue here is that you believe you believe that it is a person. I believe that it's not. So if I preach my side, I'm only preaching to my audience. I want to kind of talk to you and no, your I audience. I want to know why well. it's a person. Why why you? I'm sorry. I want to know why you believe it's not a person. Okay. Well, well I'm sorry. We, we started I, with I your stance. We can I go back to your rest. stance and we can start with my stance if you'd like. But I would really like to talk about the analogy I have where I kind of consider that it is a person for you and for your audience. Just an analogy I have for you, a question, just to test your logical consistency. Can I ask my question? Sure. Okay. 
let's say this is okay. Fun thought experiment, everyone. Let's all get a little bit less serious. Um, okay. Well, it's actually not a fun thought experiment at all. It's very sad, but let's say that there's like apocalyptic storm raging outside, death, despair everywhere. Sucks, right? Okay. Some would say that that's on the brink of happening today. I got to tell you, the more I read the news, the scarier it gets, but, um, okay. So that's happening. Sucks. Whatever. So, um, do you, do you think, even if you invite a person into your home at first, do you think that you are required to, you should be legally required to keep that person in your home and share your resources with that person, as opposed to kicking them out whenever you please, when would you be So, so like basically as soon as you invite that person into your home, do you think that you should be forced to let them stay there knowing that when you, when they kick them out, they will die. But do, do you think that, that you should legally be forced to keep that person, that human being in your home because once you kick them out, like they will die, even though you have to share your resources with them. Do you think that that should be legally required? Okay, so I'd say that that's disanalogous to abortion. I'm going to tell you why for two reasons. One, um, again, you didn't just invite them in, you forced them in. That there, there's, a, there's a distinct difference, right? It's not like, oh, just come on in. It's like you forced them in through the act of pregnancy. Now, whether you meant for that to happen or not is irrelevant. You still forced um, that, that life into being. You force them into your womb, and then you force them into a state of dependency on you. So not only did you force them there, but then you force them into a state of dependency. So in your analogy, to make it more analogous, you would have to say that instead of inviting, well, one, you force them in, and then second, it's a baby, right? Or, or at least, at least uh, to make it the most analogous as possible, you wouldn't like say it's just a general person is like an adult or a teenager. It's an actual baby, which is important. It's an important distinction because like if somebody is trespassing on your property, you can hold uh, adolescents, you can hold teenagers, you can hold adults morally and legally accountable for those things. But when it comes to a baby or a pre-baby, you cannot hold them. They're not uh, able to be held morally or legally accountable for any of their actions. So it's right. dis- it's completely disanalogous. Okay. And, and see, I think that this is our issue here. Um, and this is why I can make it. Anal- I can make I can make like a very, very clear sec, analogy just to be you. sure that. Well, no, it's, it's okay. I'm just wanting to explore your ideology because in my personal opinion, I view it as a, as, as a bit of a special pleading fallacy to only view the right to life as a positive right for babies and children and not adults. Because as I understand, you do not view right to life as a positive right for adults and other human beings. Human I don't beings know what you're talking about as far as positive right or, or negative right. What I'm saying is that all it's persons a common, have It's a common equal... philosophy in the libertarian conversation. That's just well, this... I'm not a libertarian, but second, like I, what, what I'm saying is, is that every person has the equal right to life. That's it. Right. Every, every human being has an equal right to life. Yeah. Every human person has the equal right to life. Yes. Right. And under your circumstance, this would be a positive right to life where it might require something. Of you could call it, yeah, you could call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter what you call it. What okay. I'm saying is that so, as long as it doesn't so, change my argument. Here's another, here's another weird analogy. Stick with me. I promise it'll make sense. But let's say I'm a sexually active female doing my thing, you know, and I am regularly taking the abortion pill. Okay. And so I'd never know if I'm pregnant whatever. I'm just always taking it. So I might be giving myself abortions. Would you deem that unethical? And would you say that that should be illegal? Say say your question again. I'm sorry. So basically I'm sexually active. I'm taking the abortion pill all the time. I never know if I'm pregnant. I'm just taking the abortion pill. And if I have an abortion, I have an abortion, whatever. I don't know if I'm having one, but I'm just doing it. Do you think that that should be illegal? And I promise this will make sense. 
take, taking an abortion pill all the time. I don't know if I'm giving myself an abortion, but I could be, I very well could be. Do you think that that should be illegal for me yeah, to do? I, I, don't th I don't think that it matters if you, well, for one, well, what does the abortion pill do? The abortion pill just expels an embryo from your uterus and kills it, essentially. If you believe that life starts at conception, you should be and against the abortion it. pill. Yeah. yeah. I, would be, I would be, yeah, I would be against that. I, okay. I, would say, I would say the abortion pill in general, though. So, like, so for one, I'm, so when it comes to the abortion pill. Um, well, I'm, really quick, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm a, little, I'm a little indifferent, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, no, I genuinely don't mean to interrupt you. The abortion pill isn't the most important part of this analogy. The point is, is that I could be giving myself an abortion and unaware. You would deem that morally unethical because I'd be depriving that being of life, whether I knew it or not. And you should, well, you you're think intentionally that that doing be it, right? Right. Because yeah. I, know, I know that I could be giving, I could be getting an abortion. Okay, yeah. Okay. So my question then is, why are you against a federal mask mandate when you know that you could possibly have coronavirus? I know this isn't going to make sense at first. I beg you to just stay with me. You know, I, I'm asking it you to not. It doesn't have to do with abortion. No, but it does because, again, I personally do believe that once someone is given personhood, the right to life is a positive right for me. If your life requires something of me, like wearing a mask, I'm okay with that because it's a positive right to life. You seem to believe that the right to life is a positive right as well, meaning if it requires something of another individual, that's okay, so long as that person who has been granted personhood can have their right to life. So my question is, knowing that the coronavirus is extremely deadly, knowing that you might have it and not know it, knowing that wearing a mask could save someone's life, you still don't think that the government should be able to step in and mandate a mask. Because in that instance, you are showing that you don't believe that life, the right to life, is a positive right, if that makes sense. Yeah, but sense. I, also, I also don't believe that the government should get involved when it comes to seatbelts, even if somebody decides to get into your car, right? I, I don't believe that you should, you should do that either. So I, I don't believe that the government should infringe on things like, it's, it's unnecessary. Exactly. When it comes to ma mass mandates specifically, um, I, I'm completely for private businesses instituting. I'm completely for individuals that want to do it. Um, I wear a mask when I go out there. I mean, mostly because they, they force me to do it. But um, but still, yeah, I'm completely okay with, with them doing it. Um, when it comes to the government not imposing it, uh, I, I just feel like it, it's, an, it's an unnecessary use of government force, right? So... Even if Why would it be necessary? Life. Because here, here's the thing. So hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm thinking this out loud as I'm saying it. So if you don't know that somebody has the coronavirus, right? You don't know that unless they get tested, right? Or unless the government is, uses even more tyrannical force and then forces people to get tested. So you don't right. know that I have it. And, and the biggest, the biggest issue that I have is that it's not even so much the force itself. I mean, it is, but like what, what what I'm more worried about is just that or more I don't know, like my 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 issue with is that there's nothing stopping you from doing anything that you need to protect yourself. Like if there was some reason that like the mass population couldn't do something to protect themselves, and I would say, okay, then maybe it makes sense for the government to step in and say, okay, you need to do mass mandates. But there's not actually anything stopping you, Victoria. There's nothing stopping you from getting a $5 mask. There's nothing stopping you from wearing long sleeve shirts, wearing gloves, using hand sanitizer. There's nothing stopping you from doing those things. So because that there, I mean, like, uh, uh, practically speaking. So like if there's nothing practically speaking that would stop you from doing those things, then it's an unnecessary use of government force to make me do something to in but basically what you're saying, the whole point is, is that you don't want to inconvenience yourself more. So you need to inconvenience me. 
No, not necessarily. The the issue here is that PPE is not 100% effective, and unfortunately, the but again, reality I don't want to go too far off into this because this, well, is, this, yeah, is, this is a limited it, debate. debate. This has but nothing this to do is, with abortion. This is something that I want to emphasize to you, though, because there there are essential workers out there who who um, you know even with PPE, they are running the risk of getting the coronavirus and dying from it. And so I guess my issue was with your logical inconsistency in terms of positive rights. Like you believe that a woman should be able to give up just her saying, body. Just saying that something's logically inconsistent doesn't make it so, Victoria. Okay. Well, you believe that a woman should be able to give up her body and her resources in order to no. in order to give uh, in order to ensure that this fetus has life, but you're not even the willing. The fetus that she forced there, yes. Hold on. You're not even willing to to put on a. I mean, maybe you personally are willing to put on a mask, but you don't think the government should be able to legally mandate masks for people who choose to go out, choose to be around other people. Do you understand again, what I'm again, saying? Again, again, does any, is, tell me what's stopping you. Uh, Victoria, just answer my question very, very simply. What is stopping you from wearing a mask, wearing a long sleeve shirt, no, wearing no, no. gloves, or using hand sanitizer? I already explained that. Answer. Nothing, 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 okay. Taylor, but it's not 100% then, effective. Then you're, not, like condoms, then, like then you're not pointing not out. Then what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that you aren't pointing out a logical inconsistency. You're just talking for the sake of talking. All right, let's Excuse give, me. let's just to slow it down. I'm sorry, it is what it is. I had to be blunt, let's like do, you're just talking. Roughly no, it minutes. is a logical inconsistency. Let's give Victoria about two minutes to respond, and then I promise we'll come right back to you, Tyler. Okay. All right. Um, if we can reel you. this back into abortion, it would be great. But I appreciate cool. that, James. My issue, Tyler, what I'm trying to emphasize, and I promise I'm not trying to take too much time away from the abortion debate because it's important to talk about, but you and most and most small government people who do believe in abortion restrictions tend to not advocate for the positive right to life, right? National health care, for example, and again, I don't want to bring up a million topics here all at once. I'm sorry. Um, but just it seems that for the most part, you guys are okay with people dying so long as it doesn't okay so for one can you not generalize Tyler, can you not generalize we, conservatives two minutes still so i apologize you're not debating all conservatives you're debating tyler them. we we do have like i said we're going to give it about two sorry, minutes sorry sorry interval sorry. and then we'll come my back to you. My, my, my apologies i apologize i shouldn't have generalized all conservatives i guess my issue here with um when you're against the government making a mask mandate but then you're also in support of the government putting restrictions on women's bodies that is a logical inconsistency because you believe that the right to life is a positive right so long as it is the woman making the sacrifice for that life as opposed to you just wearing a mask. And I think a lot of pro-lifers do tend to agree with that as well. Maybe that's generalizing again, but I do see a lot of pro-life discourse talking about how it is important to wear masks just because PPE is not entirely effective. Like if you're wearing a mask, it's not blocking coronavirus. It's just preventing your spit droplets from getting out, if that makes sense. And I could go on a whole speech about that, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I, I, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and end it there. Okay. Two or three minutes from Tyler. Go ahead. Okay. So again, so it's not a logical inconsistency. You just keep saying that over and over to try and gaslight the people in the comments into believing that it is a, a logical inconsistency. doesn't make it so. When I asked you what is stopping someone, this is, this is, this is my rationale for it. Right. And I actually told you that it's like, okay, well, if there was something practically speaking that was stopping the masses from, you know, obtaining mass or doing whatever to protect other citizens. And I'd say, okay, then we could, we could visit that. Right. I'd have to really, I'd have to really see what it was, but we could visit that. But when I asked you, okay, what is stopping you as a, if, if it's me and you, what is stopping you as a person from protecting yourself? Can, can you get a mask? Can you wear a long sleeve shirt? Can you uh, uh, wear gloves? Can you uh, hand sanitize? Can you constantly do those things that you need to do to protect yourself? And when you said, well, no, there's nothing stopping me from doing it that's it 
you just there, there's no reason for me to have to wear a mask uh, or for or for excuse me for government to force me to wear a mask if there is nothing practically speaking from preventing you of doing what you need to do to protect yourself that's the point that I, that I made so it's not logically inconsistent especially when you try to uh, you're being disingenuous also it's like oh well controlling women's bodies when you know that that's not my argument like my argument is what it is and we can get into it um is that that woman forced that person into a state of dependency. That is my argument, which you have not attacked at all during this debate. You've just been trying to go into other things like healthcare and like these things to try and, or, or just bring up your analogies that I've already proven multiple times are disanalogous. Uh, you, you don't know how to accurately even analogize anything. So I'm going to give you a proper analogy since you want to stick on bodily autonomy. And then I really want to get into personhood because it is what it is. Wait, on, really, really three, quick. Hey, you I just still said got a lot of minutes. things. Hey, I still got my three minutes. That's what, that's what they say. That's what the rules are. It's about 47 hey. seconds left. Okay, cool. So so let me give you this thought experiment. So let's say that there are human cells in a jar. Now, you don't have to interact with these cells, but you want to, right? And you know that if you do, there is a chance that they will physically attach to you and create a new person that will be completely dependent on you for survival. Now, you decide... Anyway, go ahead. You're going to wear gloves. You're going to protect yourself, whatever you're going to do. But you decide to play with these cells anyway. Lo and behold, these cells, they attach to you and they create that new person that is uh, completely dependent on you. Did you or did you not force that person or force that being into a state of dependency? Yes or no? Sure. Okay, so now you are saying that that is still, it would not be immoral to, to end that being's life, even though you forced them to be there in the first place. If it's just an unconscious slob on me, like I don't understand how that would be different than if it was well, in my Hold on, uterus. hold on. You, you, okay, so you're going, you're flip-flopping, you're going back and forth, right? So oh. in the beginning, you're like, oh, well, I want to grant you some leeway here so that we can talk about, I'm going to argue it as if it is a person, but then when I actually give you an analogy no. that's really going to challenge you, then you just revert back to, well, it's not a person anyway. No, 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 and, no. I, and I already, I predicted that in the beginning. I was like, Victoria, you're, you're just okay. going to say that it's not, you're just going to say that it's Tyler, not Tyler, a person. Tyler, Tyler, that's why we're so what we want to do is uh just because we had uh roughly those two or three minute intervals and then uh we kind of went back into open conversation and i want to give victoria a chance to respond to your last three minute section and okay. also the points that you've brought up since then right so um the the issue here and what we're talking about now is that we're shifting to i think it was your second point dependency um, I'm, I'm still kind of talking about just like the, the right to life and that is that a positive right versus a negative right. So that is where I, I am. I'm kind of comfortable discussing the bodily autonomy argument. But if we're going to only talk if we're going to merge into other aspects of your argument, then I, I would like to talk about consciousness because that is my main argument. Um, additionally, back in regards to um, the conversation about PPE and wearing masks. I don't think that you understand um, how effectual. Don't I mean? Why? Why this attitude? I genuinely want our audiences to get I something out of this. I didn't say Anyways, anything. Anyways, um, I, I don't think that you fully understand how PPE works. If you wear a mask, you're protecting others. It doesn't protect yourself. Um, so, anyways, um, so someone can be fully decked out in PPE and still not be completely safe. So, in the same way that you view, you know. Um, and, and having an abortion is forcing someone into your body and then killing them. Um, I would argue that you leaving your house, knowing that you may or may not have coronavirus, knowing that you may or may not be able to give it to someone who even someone who is wearing PPE 
you could knowingly kill them and you don't believe that the government should prevent that from happening. So I do view that as a logical inconsistency because as you said, it also doesn't matter if you don't know for sure if you are killing or are not killing that person, you could be killing that person. And just like you thought that it was wrong in the abortion analogy, you should also think that it's wrong in the mask wearing analogy. And that is why I viewed it as a logical inconsistency. All right, Tyler, we'll give you two minutes. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I don't, like, we're getting real circular here because I, I just keep responding to this over and over. So, like I said, when when it comes to, and this is the last time I'm going to talk about this mass thing because, again, like, I feel like what you're doing is trying to dodge the inevitable of, like, strictly abortion, and you're trying to go into no, all of these other, not at all. like, hold on, let me finish. You're trying to go into all of these other things that it, it's it doesn't even matter. So, again, like I said, if if you are... Oh, I'm sorry. What was the last thing that you said? Just so I can remember. What was the last thing you said? Basically, even if someone is decked out in PPE, they can still get coronavirus and die from you not wearing a mask. Okay. Okay. What, so, so tell me what, what, um, what, what, what's the data on that? So the data is that personal mask wearing actually does reduce, um, Hold on, let me no, see. No, if more, my more specifically, will... more specifically, not not just mask wearing. So specifically to what what I said earlier. So if you had, um, if if you had everything that you needed as far as hand sanitizer, you were covered from you know head to toe in masks, and you, your eyes were covered, your ears, what, whatever was covered. Um, right. What 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 are the chances of you getting uh, COVID that way? Versus, uh, and if someone isn't wearing a mask, versus if someone is wearing a mask and you're not decked out that way. Well, as of right now, as I kind of explained, I can't remember if we were streaming during this. I'm having internet trouble, so I wouldn't be able to look up a specific study for you, but it doesn't matter what the percent chance is because what we do know is that by not wearing a mask, you could be condemning to someone to death, even if you're not 100% certain that but you are. No, but the, like, still, there is nothing like stopping you said, again, you from protecting Like you said, again, in the analogy, in the analogy, there is nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you, right? Right. Just as there's nothing stopping me from using birth control and condoms. So, so long as I'm wearing birth, using birth control and condoms, should I be able to just as long as you are using a type of abortion? Should I be using a type of contraception that is not directly influencing um, implantation or stopping anything after fertilization? Then I am fine with that. No, but but here's the thing. I, I don't okay, think this, you're, so that's about two minutes. So I do want to give Victoria two minutes uninterrupted and then we'll go back to, to be you. fair. Like we kind of were, that was kind of like open. It wasn't just like my side, right? To it was still within your two minutes. Okay. It's if we can, uh, it, one of the, hold on okay. one second is one of the challenges is I'm okay with you guys asking questions kind of like a cross examination style. Totally. Okay. With me. The only trick is that it's, it is kind of getting is. It's uh, there is some overlap in terms of who's talking at the same time, and so that's okay, why I will. I will. Okay, can I say this? Can I say this, James? So You're, I will. I will absolutely. I will absolutely uh, try to refrain myself from interrupting Victoria if we can have more of like an open style. I'm okay with that. If if she agrees, there's less interrupting. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go now, for what it. I what I would ask, what I would implore Victoria to do, is to navigate this into her consciousness uh, argument. Because we're we're now like forty something minutes in, so I would I would I would implore her to to navigate there. All right, Tyler. Um, I respect you. I you know I respect this argument, but I would also appreciate it if you don't tell me how to argue because I think I am coming upon a logical inconsistency of yours that you you seem to be running from for some reason. The the point is the equivalencies in this in this analogy would be wearing PPE is pretty equivalent to condoms and birth control, right? It could it could prevent like a, a person wearing like a mask. Like sure, it could or wearing gloves and hand sanitizer, sure, it could prevent them from getting sick. But 
Um, just like, you know, I might still get pregnant, even if I'm on birth control and using condoms, if I were to then do something more intentional that could kill this other person inside me, which I would equate to refusing to wear a mask, even though you know that that could kill someone else. I, I would say that that's a logical inconsistency that you don't think that the government should be able to step in and make you wear so a mask. you're comparing the intentional killing versus the possible killing? Um, I would because say for that COVID, if you know, Because for COVID, just know, to be clear, just well, to be clear let me for answer COVID, your right? question. Let me answer your question. If well, you this know, is, this, is, this is the last you part leave of my question. Your house, you asked the you, question, Tyler, so let's give her a chance to actually answer it. If you leave your house knowing that you could give someone else COVID and kill them, that is the exact same as me taking the abortion pill knowing that I could be pregnant and I could kill a fetus. No. It, yes, it is. Because in both situations, the person doesn't really know for sure. Just as we talked about earlier, no. we can do the rollback. It's not. You don't think... So again, but again, you, you believe in positive rights if it's inside a woman, if it's requiring something of her, but you don't believe in positive rights if it's requiring something from you as a citizen. You don't believe that it is the, the person on, on the street just walking or whatever, the, the person who's high risk. You don't believe that their right to life is a positive right so long as it requires something of you and making you wear a mask, but you believe that a fetus's right to life is a positive right so long as it requires something of the person hosting that fetus. Does this make sense? This is why it's a logical inconsistency because no. you seem to so only me, so believe me, in. Okay, I'll, I'll let you go. So, 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 so let me let me ask you let me ask you this just just so I can kind of dead this whole issue. So let's just say that I even conceded, which I'm not, but let's just say that I even conceded on this point and said, okay, it's the same thing. What's your point? Like, are are, are you then just going to say, okay, then we shouldn't do this also? <clears throat> that a woman no. shouldn't take an abortion pill? Then what? Then what's the point? No, no, no. My point is that if you genuinely do believe that a fetus is a person just like anyone else is a person, that, that you believe that the right to life is a positive right, then you should be pro-mask because that would be saying, okay, I will take on the responsibility of preserving this other human being's life. But possibly. you don't care about that. You might right. possibly and preserve, right, right. You might possibly preserve the someone else's right. But again, but like again it doesn't matter again, if you know. Victoria, 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 you constantly, like, you're interrupting me as well. So please let me finish. So- what I'm saying is, again, like we're now going on 50 minutes for this mask thing. We haven't even gotten to the core argument here. So, um, again, to, for, for someone to con you would have to do something and then that person would have to contract COVID and then they may die from it. So some person may contract COVID from what you're doing and then they may die from it. Right. I mean, you're okay. talking about something that that's incredibly uh, uh, I think I think I forgot what exactly what your your phrase was, but you said it was severely um, lethal when you're talking about people that are under the age of 65, you know, it's like 0.5 percent chance of dying from COVID. So, um, I, again, like we can it's subjective to say what is a lot or not a lot or, or whatever. But again, like. My whole point was is that there's nothing stopping you from doing anything that you need to protect yourself. You've already conceded that and said that, okay, there is nothing stopping you from, from, from protecting yourself. So that's right. why it's an unnecessary use of government force. You're trying to then compare that to an abortion pill where you are doing something intentionally that is going to uh, uh, kill another, another person, right? So, or, or, or it may kill another person. I mean, an abortion pill, what, what's, the, what's the percentage uh, of, uh, of accuracy there? What is it, 98%? Well, like, what, what is I it? Tyler, does okay, here we go. Totally equivalent. I am randomly taking the abortion pill. I don't know if I'm pregnant. I have an abortion. 
You are no, walking. I, I, I asked you a question. I asked you a question. You didn't even answer my question. Wait, wait, wait. Please let me speak. No, you no, are no, walking answer around my without question a mask before on. You're you go into out. something, Victoria. You're walking around without a mask on. You have COVID. You give you get someone else sick and they die from it. Are those equivalent? Are you allergic to answering questions? Tyler, will I, you just I asked you a question. And I'm trying to explain my ideology behind my answer. And if I don't I'm care about your answer, ideology right now. I care about you answering my question. That's what I care about. Can you answer the question I asked you? Yes. I just wish you were arguing in good faith, bro. Like, I genuinely want to understand your side. I don't know why you're being so antagonistic right now. Like, it genuinely... I'm not being antagonistic. You you are intentionally not okay, answering my question. Ask, ask me the question again. What was it? I was trying to I was trying to answer through another question. I apologize. I don't, what was the James? What was the question I asked, man? It was it was like forty seconds ago because we went off the rails so much. I don't even remember the question now. Yeah, because you refused to answer it. It's hard for me to remember as well. <laughs> okay, well, talk I'm, about I'm, not talk about not arguing in good faith, Victoria. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I genuinely did not mean for that to be like rude or dismissive. I'm just trying to explain my ideology again. I don't see how it's different for me to be arbitrarily taking the abortion pill have an abortion and then for you to just be randomly not wearing your mask get someone give someone coronavirus and then them die from it that seems pretty equivalent you're depriving both people of life because of what you might deem as a selfish action and in order to preserve my own my own rights to my own body and being able to do whatever i want to do a, without government what can a fetus do let me ask you this what can a fetus do to protect themselves from the abortion pill uh, well again it doesn't matter because if someone who is completely protecting themselves from covid can still get it so I'm saying in the situation where their protective gear did not work, you not wearing your mask gave this person COVID. Okay. Okay. So nothing, so nothing is stopping. A f so, so a fetus can't do anything to protect themselves against an abortion pill. No. Okay. But a person can do something. Actually, well, technically a, a fetus could, I mean, technically there are failed abortions with the abortion pill. I think it's like 5%, but obviously that's not intentional. Can a fetus consciously do anything to protect themselves from abortion? No, because the fetus is not okay. conscious. Should okay. we just segue person, into that? Can a person can a person do something to consciously protect themselves against COVID? Yes, but again, this is a situation where that did not work. That did not work. The person still got COVID despite I, I, doing all that. I don't care. The... I don't care. I'm, I'm just asking you: Can they do that? Can they do well, something to protect themselves? You never answered. You never answered my question. Is that is that morally wrong for you to give someone else COVID? They're taking all the necessary precautions. Again, they now, can't do now, anything now, else. now you're saying now you're saying oh well you gave them COVID and I'm telling you that you wait don't no need... no no I'm sorry you must have misunderheard me I uh, misheard me I literally five ten seconds ago we can roll back the clip this is the analogy I'm giving you now. I am randomly taking the abortion pill. I have an abortion. You are randomly walking around without a mask. You give someone COVID and they die. I am asking you how those two things how do you are not prove that they, How do you prove that they, you gave them COVID and they died from it? How do you Tyler, again, this is an analogy. They died no, because I, no, you are I'm, not wearing masks. But what they I'm saying is that it's disanalogous. What I'm saying is it's disanalogous because when it comes to the abortion pill, we know who gave, we know who killed that life, right? We know that the mother did because she's intentionally again, taking something that would kill. not wearing a mask Victoria, does increase COVID deaths. So should Victoria, the government be able to interfere and mandate it's like masks? I can't, I can't speak like more than three seconds without you interrupting me. All right, let's just move on, Tyler. I don't think this is getting anywhere. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. I, that's the first time that I've agreed with you. So, yes. Yeah, so you want to go ahead and go into sentience and consciousness since that's, sure. since that's your real argument? Yeah. Okay, great. So, so what, so what is your, what is your argument? So you're saying that a person, a person isn't a person unless they're conscious? Yes. Okay. So define consciousness. Consciousness. <laughs> hey, that's like a cute little throwback. That's like a cute little Easter egg from the first debate. Consciousness is basically the brain's awareness of itself in the universe. 
And um, the circuit, the circuit elements necessary for consciousness are not apparent until the 23 week period, um, meaning that obviously in the first trimester, uh, a fetus is not conscious nor sentient. Okay. Okay. So are you arguing? Okay. So you're basically talking about subjective experience. Okay. So, um, all right. So are you arguing, are you arguing that to be recognized as a person that you need to have the current capacity for consciousness or the, uh, the perspective capacity for consciousness? Well, and I, it's, um, so basically in order to have the right to life, a right in which it, uh, the positive right to life, I guess I should say the right that requires something from others, you must be conscious. In order to have the positive right to life, you must be sentient. Okay, so can you just directly answer my question? So are in order to be recognized as a person by your guidelines, do you need to have mm -hmm. the current capacity for consciousness or are you arguing for the perspective capacity? I would say, well, define perspective capacity for me. I, perspective I'm, would be like of now or expected in the future. I would say that you would have to currently have consciousness. Okay, so you're arguing for the current capacity of consciousness. Yes. Okay, so someone like under general anesthesia doesn't have consciousness. Right. And so here's the thing. So, so by your take... guidelines, we would be able to, they're not a person and we could, what, kill them? I'm asking, well, here's, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to straw me. No, I understand. And I'm actually really glad that you brought this up because this is something that I don't think I argued well enough in our first debate. Um, here, here's the thing is that this is why it does become a bit of a, of a, a false equivalency, I guess I should say, not on your behalf. I know it's obviously like, I don't think you are making a falsely analogous argument at all. Um, I think it's a fair question, but uh, in the case of general anesthesia, that in order to keep that person alive, it is not really requiring something from someone else. So I think in our previous debate, you mentioned a comatose patient, right? Like, okay, someone who's in a coma is not conscious. Do we have the right to then kill that person? And a normal, nice human being would be like, well, no, that would be pretty fucking rude. And so I guess my point is with, with, I mean, would you be okay with me addressing the coma analogy or would you like me to No, try I'm not arguing. I'm not, well, I mean, technically this is a medically induced coma, but I'm specifically talking about general anesthesia right, medically where there is no sentience and there is no consciousness. Right. So, my, so my point, my point that I was making is that if yeah. you, you just, you admitted that you are arguing for the current capacity yes. of consciousness, not the yes. natural capacity or not yes. the perspective capacity. So yes. by your guidelines, so, so basically I'm saying that <laughs> you're saying that you need to have like characteristic x to be considered um a person and then right saying, in your okay. I, I, so then yeah. if we remove characteristic x then by your guidelines they are not a person I, I would say i would say that that no one should be required to give up their body or resources in order to keep that person alive the, their positive right to life and again this is why the second half of my argument is still important here even though i'm not subject subscribing to the bodily autonomy argument if you do not have consciousness your right to life is not necessarily a positive right so when we're talking about putting someone under general anesthesia, let's say we put them under general anesthesia for nine months, they're in a medically induced coma for nine months, or they're just, they, you know, have an accident, they're in a coma for nine months. After, after I think about the two week period of having a coma, they do declare it a vegetative state because they understand that, that at that point, there's absolutely no consciousness. There's the person has the inability to feel pain. The person is not aware of themselves. They would not even be aware of the, their death. And they classify it as a vegetative state because they understand that at that point, the family can choose to pull the plug because no one should be legally required to give up their own resources to keep someone alive who is not conscious, who is not aware of themselves or can you just, can you just, can you just, 
to attack my art. I'm not talking about a vegetative state or coma. I'm specifically referring to it could be anesthesia. it could be general anesthesia as well. I was okay, just using so that under, real world okay. example. So under it's general a, anesthesia, so under general anesthesia, if you're under it by for your nine guidelines, months, by your guidelines, they are not a person if no. they do not have consciousness. Correct? If you were, if you would be under generalized anesthesia for nine months, I do not think that anyone else should have to sacrifice their resources. The time doesn't matter. The time alive. doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. No, it right? does. It does in order to oh, make so it now you're saying, Okay, so so what well, you're no, saying, okay, so on, this is what you're on, saying. Hold, well, hold on, on. Let, let me let, let me say because you Victoria, you talk for like two minutes at a time and then you only let me talk for like five seconds. So so basically what you're saying is that so now now you're you're about to commit a special pleading fallacy without you even knowing it. So so you said that you're arguing for the current capacity of 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 consciousness. And then I said, okay, so then by that guideline, if you're not arguing the perspective, um, uh, capacity for, for consciousness, then if we take away consciousness, if we take away consciousness, which is taken away under general anesthesia, that would not be a person. So even when you try to relate it and bring in, oh, well, my bodily autonomy argument doesn't matter because that's not a person anymore. So it doesn't apply to them. So it, are you arguing? Because now you're saying time matters. So if you're saying time matters, now what you're, you're conflating uh, current capacity for consciousness with the perspective capacity for consciousness, which you couldn't do, you would be committing a, a special pleading fallacy. Well, so I, are you I arguing current or perspective? I apologize if I answered your question incorrectly. I don't think I fully understood what you were asking. But my point is, and I will repeat this, even though I know I, I just asked it. you a question. I just asked, can you please answer my question? I'm I did. I said, you, I, I said, Tyler, Tyler, hey, 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 I've never raised my voice in a debate with you. I will argue how I want to argue. I need you to not interrupt me, and I need you to let I'm me speak for about five question, seconds. Victoria. Why are you getting right, so I answered. Listen, I said, I okay, think Tyler, I you do have to let her finish. So it's like, it's totally cool. It's common on the channel. If someone asks a question and the other person doesn't answer it, then they just let them finish, and then they bring up, hey, uh, I noticed you answered somebody's question, but it wasn't mine. Something like okay, that. That's it's fine, totally that's fine. okay. Hey, Listen, point, Tyler, I'm point, talking James, right now, point. which means I need you to be great. So the idea here is it's totally cool to bring it up, like, but you do have to actually let them answer it. And then you can come back with saying, hey, sure. I, I noticed you clearly didn't answer my question. That's totally cool. Sure. So I apologize, Tyler. I think I maybe misunderstood your question. But my point at the end of the day is that I do not think the right I do, I do not think that the right to life is a positive right if someone is unconscious. I don't think and, and I wouldn't say that bringing up time in the situation is a special pleading fallacy because in order to make, just like I would never accuse you. Remember when we were talking about my analogy earlier and you said that's falsely analogous, you know, it wouldn't be inviting someone into your home and be forcing someone into your home. I'm basically making the same qualifications to your argument. Your argument is not entirely equivalent because we're not telling women, oh, hey, you only have to be pregnant for a few hours and then you can give birth. We're telling women, hey, you have to provide this baby with resources and with your body for nine months. So I think that in this case, time is incredibly relevant. And I think any woman would laugh at the idea that time in this situation would be a special pleading fallacy. So I don't think that women should be required to give up their bodies, or I should say people, sorry, I know that every, you know, everyone can get pregnant. I don't think that people should be required to give up their bodies and resources for nine months in, in for a, a being that is not yet conscious. So yeah, Am I good? that's my argument. Yeah, you can go. Okay. So, so are you arguing for the current capacity or the perspective capacity? 
why don't you go ahead and define both those terms for me so I can make sure I'm so current answering capacity. Current capacity means that it, it, it happens in the moment. It has to be it has to be current. It has to be currently happening. Perspective capacity would be um, of now or in the future. I would say. And if you conflate um, those two things, you would be con you, you would be committing a special pleading fallacy. Okay. Um, well, uh, again, I would just reiterate my my previous point. So I guess I would be answering the second one, perspective capacity. Okay. So originally you said current capacity. So now you're saying pers perspective capacity. Well, I just I still don't fully understand uh, the question that you're asking. If I'm being okay, so this, this is why I'm saying this is why I'm that. saying okay. So this is why I'm saying that you're committing a special pleading fallacy. So you you argued originally that um, I asked you, okay, consciousness is what makes a person a person. So, okay, so if consciousness is what makes a person, not my argument, your argument. So if consciousness is what makes a person a person, um, I asked you if you were arguing consciousness in the current capacity or the perspective capacity. And the perspective meaning of now or in the future. Current meaning that is, it, it has to happen now. You said the current capacity. So I'm like, okay, so if you take away um, that characteristic, if you take away consciousness, like you are under general anesthesia, then by your own guidelines, you would not be considered a person. Then you committed a special pleading fallacy by saying, well, no, time matters. And if you're talking about time, then time is, is you, you're talking about perspective capacity. So, uh, so if you're saying time matters, then, and still trying to argue the, the natural or the current capacity, that's a special pleading fallacy. Now, if you're, now, if you're going to concede or change your argument and say that, okay, well, you know what? It's not current capacity. I believe in perspective capacity now, then that's fine. If that's what it is, then I, w then I want to address that. Are you now arguing perspective capacity? Well, I want to make it clear. I'm not changing or conceding in any way. I remember earlier when you asked me this question, I answered your question with my stance. You got mad at me for not answering your question. And I, I think the biggest reason I didn't want to uh, answer your question is because I don't fully understand what you mean when you're saying perspective capacity. That gives me more insight though, thank you. So I would say that clearly from the beginning, I've been arguing about perspective capacity, just because okay. again, I do not believe that someone should be required to give up their body or their resources for an unconscious being so that they can fulfill their potential for life. Okay, okay. So you're arguing perspective capacity. Sure. So you have to have it now or in the future. Sure. Okay, so, well, a fetus, so a fetus in the future will have the capacity. Right. To have See, this is this is why I didn't. Uh, this is why I didn't want to say that though, because again, because you're logically you, inconsistent. You would have to. No, concede. it's not because I'm logically inconsistent. Again, you take someone in a coma. You take someone in a coma. If that person is completely non-conscious, doesn't even have a minimal conscious state, if they're in a vegetative state, I think that it is the family's right to deny resources to that person. Pull the plug and which would obviously cause that person's death. I think that if someone is in a vegetative state for nine months, the family should not be legally required to in ensure that person's life by providing resources for that person. Even so though they have the potential for waking up in nine months, even though they have the potential for consciousness, I do not think that, um, yeah, I, I, I so don't- wait minute, I So don't, wait a minute, so wait a minute. So you're saying that, okay, so, Okay, so now you're now you're putting special parameters on your perspective uh, capacity. No. So now so now you're saying that okay, so <laughs> okay, so this is so so just just a timeline of what happened. So you originally say that it's the current capacity. Then you say, well, no, it has to do with time. So it's like, okay, so then you're arguing the perspective capacity. Then you're like, yes, okay, so it's the perspective capacity either of now or in the future. And I, I stated that multiple times. And then you said, yes, of now or in the future to uh, have 
consciousness. So I'm like, okay. Well, see, this is oh, why. Hold on, this hold on. Is, Victoria, sorry, can I, I apologize. My, can I finish my thing? So then I say, and you you say, yes, absolutely. Okay. So then I say a fetus has the, uh, the perspective capacity to have consciousness. And then you say, no. So you are committing a special pleading fallacy by far. Now you are saying, well, wait a minute. It, 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 there's a certain amount of time. It, it, so if it's nine months, then that's too much. So, so you're saying nine months is too much. So if someone, if we knew that someone was going to awaken in nine months or they were going to come out of uh, general anesthesia or, or whatever, you would say that, well, nine months is too long. We should be able to pull the plug on that person. Yeah, well, I would just say that I don't think that the family um, should be forced to give up their resources to ensure that person's potential consciousness. Who said and anything about their family? Who said anything about their family? Because, again, I'm trying to make this analogy more more equivalent. If it was possible to take an embryo out no of a family. woman. I have no family, Victoria, so I have no Wait, family. Tyler, Tyler, I'm begging you to try and understand my point. Like, genuinely, I want this to be a good faith debate. I'm begging you to understand my point. So just like how we, if we could just take embryos out of women and incubate them and they would become full-blown babies without the woman there wouldn't be a debate here people would just do that and it'd be great and the woman could walk away no harm no foul that's not the reality so just like we can't act like um you know someone under general anesthesia or in a coma could just survive without the help of anyone for nine months like we can't pretend that that would that would ever be a plausible situation we need to make it more equivalent so in this analogy the coma analogy you, in order to make it equivalent to a woman sacrificing her body and her resources, there would need to be someone there giving up resources to keep this person alive. And I do not think that anyone should be required to give up their resources to keep someone alive who is unconscious, who is not aware of themselves or their existence. Can I respond? Yes. Okay. So in your, so, I mean, you went into other things. So, I mean, you believe in universal healthcare, right? I do. Okay. So, I mean, in your ideal world, you have, you have universal healthcare. I mean, you fight for that. So if you had mm -hmm. universal healthcare, that person's, it, it's no one else's resources, but their own. I mean, so the state or whoever, or people would be, would be contributing to that. So they would be in a coma for nine months, but you're still saying, pull the plug. Well, um, I, I'm not talking about America with universal healthcare. I'm talking about you. But this is, this is your own world that you want to live in. So hold on. So, 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 so wait. So no, wait. I, I'm so trying wait. to, I'm trying to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to create a situation where someone being in a coma would be perfectly equivalent to a woman being pregnant. The issue here, Tyler, is that those situations aren't equivalent. Even in my analogy, no one's body is changing as a result of keeping this comatose patient alive. You know, a woman isn't risking her life. A woman isn't risking postpartum depression, which is incredibly common. So these are always going to be false equivalencies. But to help you better understand my argument, an argument that I know you will never agree I am, with. I understand your argument. You're just not understanding mine. Okay. Or, or actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I take that back. You do understand my argument. You are just intentionally being disingenuous. So no, you, I'm genuinely you already not know, trying You to already be. know, Victoria, you, I've, I've already proven that you're committing a special pleading fallacy. And no, then, you haven't, now, Tyler. You, you proved that I did not like the question that you gave me. Because the, the question, like, it's just like whenever I was asking you about positive or negative rights. Victoria, you, what's you, a special pleading I mean? fallacy? A special pleading fallacy is when you make special exceptions for no reason without justification. I'm telling you, the time frame is justified because the time frame is so crucial to whether okay, a woman so chooses to have frame? an abortion okay, or not. So, so, Don't interrupt so, me. So what's Don't the interrupt time? me. I, I'm saying time is not a special pleading fallacy because there it is justified in this conversation. A woman isn't sacrificing her body only for a few hours. A woman sacrifices her body for nine months. 
So talking about keeping someone alive in a coma for a few hours or whatever it would be wouldn't be equivalent. Time is relevant here. It's justified. It's not a special pleading fallacy. Okay, so t- so time matters. Yes. Okay, so what what is the time? Because you said hours, and then you were talking about nine months. So what's the cutoff time? Well, no, I, I'm just saying that I think if someone is in a coma and they are like in a perfectly equivalent situation, a person's in a coma, their family is giving up resources in order to keep them alive. They are unaware of themselves. They are unaware of the world around them. If even if you somehow magically have a guarantee that they will wake up in nine months, I don't think that the family should be subjected to providing resources for that person to keep them alive. Okay, so for, so so you just again talked and you didn't answer my question. So two I, things. So I two did. things that I want to bring up. I fully up. So two, did answer your question. So two things I, I want to bring up. So for one, um, you keep talking about the family is responsible. I'm telling you that in this situation, if someone doesn't have family, they're not responsible. There there is no family there. Right. So Thank so you. so for one, so for one, in this in this scenario that I'm giving you, no family is responsible for them. So so that's the first thing. Second thing. Then it's falsely equivalent. I'm helping you make an equivalent analogy. Just to be fair, just to hear the rest from Tyler. Sorry. Okay. So I I don't even remember the second point because, again, you interrupted. What was was it? Oh, but you were talking. You were talking about time. So, so I asked. So I asked you specifically, what is the cutoff time? So you said that nine months is too much. Okay. So what time is okay? Any amount of time. I would say um, twelve. Well, twelve weeks is the is the time frame that I think it's okay to get an abortion in. But obviously, that's falsely. I'm not talking about abortion. So, for the coma analogy. Yes. Well, this is where it becomes falsely equivalent because with you know, if, if I were to give, sorry, I'm trying to answer your question. I genuinely am, but I want to make sure that these these are equivalent situations because they're not. You know, we see in a fetus past the twelve mark, twelve week mark, the fetus gains more consciousness. But in a comatose patient, the more time passes, the less likely they are to regain consciousness. So I just want to make sure that, yeah. That has, I, that, that, that's a distinction with no difference. So, so, well, so well, okay, legally right now for um, for uh, uh, comatose patients, you can, you can pull the plug. And as, as soon as they enter a vegetative state, which is only a few weeks. I don't care, I don't care about what's currently legal. We're arguing not what is legal, what should be legal, right? So I just think you're, you're getting a little bit too, I think you're getting a little bit too lost in this analogy and you're not trying to Victoria, understand my- Victoria, Victoria, this gaslighting that you constantly do is not going to help you here. So I'm, I'm genuinely not, I'm, not I'm, trying I'm not, to gaslight I'm not you. the one lost in this conversation. So no, I'm, I'm asking you. So let me, let me restate everything that I've said. So what I'm saying is that you said that consciousness is what makes a person a person. And you said yeah. that it needed to be current capacity. Then you 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 said, okay, well, wait a minute. It's not Tyler, we were capacity. all here. Then you said it's not current capacity. We, it's perspective we capacity. It's the perspective Tyler. capacity. Hold on, can I finish? Can you stop interrupting me, please? <coughs> so then you say that is, it is the perspective capacity. Okay, so of now or in the future. Then you said yes. Then I said, okay, so a fetus has the perspective capacity to have consciousness. And then you said, well, no, wait a minute. Because if it's if the person's in a coma or, or whatever, 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 then I said, OK, so you said that time matters. And you said that nine months is too long, which they don't. It's not nine months until they have consciousness. Right. It's like 24 weeks. But e- either way. So so then you said, OK, so nine months is too long. So really, when it comes to consciousness or sentience or whatever you want to call it, it's whatever 24 weeks. Is. How many is that? Like five months, four months, something like that. So five months, maybe. So it's really five months. So you're saying that five months 
if someone is in there is uh, in a coma or whatever, and you know that uh, I talked, I specifically was talking about general anesthesia, but you talked about a coma, so that's fine. So if you're saying that you know that this person will awake and regain consciousness um, in five months, you are saying that no, you should be able to pull the plug on that person, even knowing that they would they would awaken and have consciousness in five months. If that is what your argument is, then. I think that your morals are just very different than my morals. So I, I would, I would yeah. gladly have you explain how that, how that's moral. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I would say that because it's requiring resources of, um, you know, again, in my analogy, I understand that this might not be how it always is, but in my analogy, I don't think that the people should be forced, legally forced to give up their resources to keep that person alive for a few more months until they're conscious. I think that they should be given the right to pull the plug. What people? The family members. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Again, again, no family members here. Tyler, no okay. Members. Okay. I'm begging we you. We know, we know. I'm begging you to debate in good faith here. I'm begging you to debate Victoria, in good faith. I'm not the, the family not is the mother. The family is the mother. In this analogy, the family is like, it, it is equivalent to the mother of the fetus. Or is this making sense to you? Just like the fetus is reliant on the mother for for mm -hmm. life or whatever, the person in the coma is relying on their family for resources. No, they're relying. No, they're relying on doctors. I'm trying to make it equivalent. I'm trying to just like how it's you said. It's already equivalent. Victoria. Got about no, it's five minutes before we go into Q and A. Okay. You can stretch it maybe to ten if you really if you guys would both like, but roughly in that. I I, I, I want I want no, her. Tyler, to Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Just, just like, see, what you're doing right now is like earlier, if you had said, hey, that's falsely equivalent, it'd be more like if you force someone to your home, that'd be like if I was like, wait a minute, buddy, I would never force someone into my home. I would only invite them in. Like you're intentionally missing the point of what I'm saying. I'm saying that in a situation where the family was providing resources, whether it be money, whatever, in order to keep one of their family members alive in a coma, even if they were, even if they knew that that person was going to wake up in a few months, I do not think that they should be legally not given the right to pull the plug. They should be legally, uh, they should be legally able to, to deprive that person of resources if that person is completely unconscious, if that person is completely unaware of themselves and the universe. That's not, that's not, that's not the same for a couple of reasons. So for one, they didn't force that person to be in a coma, right? So you force that baby to be in a state of dependency. So they did not force that person who was in the coma to be in a state of dependency. So you're completely missing that. You haven't even attacked that. That was my core argument. You weren't even able you brought to up, that. You brought up the Victoria, general Victoria, anesthesia. You literally exactly. talk for two to three minutes at a time and you do not let me speak. So that's the first thing. So you, you did not attack that. that, that you're making it more disanalogous the more that you talk so they they are not uh you did not force that person in the coma into a state of dependency so anything anything that you're you're trying to to make like you're just making it more disanalogous and you are really arguing in bad faith by not just saying okay and i ask you very specifically what is the time frame is the time frame anything that, that that's what i'm asking you so if we're talking about a person in a coma if we're talking about a person in a coma, which is, which is really your analogy, but if we're talking about a person in a coma, what is the time frame? Um, since you said nine months was too long and five months is too long, at what point should they be able to cut off uh, that person's life? I would say as soon as that person enters like the vegetative state where they are completely, completely unconscious, I would say that at that point, the family can refuse resources to that person. 
which in well, a way would not, be that has nothing it. to do that has not so you're not understanding the thought experiment no i am i'm so, totally so understanding in, what you're saying I, I, you're not just because of what you just said so in this remember we know yes. for certain i'm saying at any know, point tyler that's your okay, answer i answer one sec just to have so, order okay, so we at any point, they should be able to deprive even resources. If we know, to even if we know in five months that they, five months they will regain consciousness, you're okay with saying you can, you can kill them. I would say that you can deprive them of your resources. It's at not any their point. resources. What resources are you talking it about? Is. It is. It is. I'm saying taxpayer again, resources. I'm trying to make it equivalent to a mother giving Ta up her resources, resources to a fetus. I'm trying to make it equivalent to a mother giving up her resources to a fetus. This has nothing to do with people. Tyler, Tyler, this is, this is I what think I'm the issue here is that you're ignoring so, hold the up, whole so, Okay, we have got both of you talking at the same time. We I will, do I will have to have an wanna, orderly end. Otherwise, we're just going to jump into Q&A. So if will, you, you guys want to have maybe a few minutes to wrap up kind of with some drawing the threads of this debate together on each side, we can do that. But it is there's a lot of overlap right now. So... What we can do is, if I recall right, we started with Victoria. So if that sounds good to you guys, which I highly recommend it just because there's so much overlap, is that we can give two minutes to Victoria, three minutes if you want, four minutes even if you want, and then the same amount of time for Tyler. I would say Tyler's biggest issue in this debate is not recognizing the sacrifice of pregnancy. Whether you agree with it or not, by being pregnant, you are giving your resources to another being so that that being can eventually become conscious and have life. And so in my analogy, I am basically saying that if someone is completely unconscious, if they are unaware of themselves in the universe, if they have no brain activity, you know, if, if they are completely unconscious, would be unaware of their death. I do not think that someone else should have to provide resources to that person in order to keep them alive. Like, I don't think a family member should be able to, to provide or should be legally required to keep that person alive. And whether you call that pulling the plug, whatever, that, that is my stance. I do not think that the right to life is a positive right until someone is conscious. You got it. Thank you very much. And we'll give the same amount to Tyler for his wrap up. That was about, that was only about 45 seconds. But uh, so if you're able I'd, to keep I'd it. Like my, I'd, I'd like my two or three minutes if you're able to give that to me, James. If, Victoria, if you're uh, yielding the last minute and, or I should say a minute 45 or so, we can give Tyler the same amount of time. Or I should say minute yeah. 15. Okay, so yeah, Tyler, Tyler if you want two minutes. Okay, so, so just to be clear, Victoria, you argue in bad faith. Um, you knew that you had so many, you knew that you committed a logical uh, fallacy, a special pleading fallacy. You knew that you were logically inconsistent. And because um, of that, you are instead, instead of just, this is, this is, this is the thing that I hate the most about when, when you specifically argue is that it, it seems that like, instead of just conceding the point, which is fine, you can concede a point. Like instead of just conceding the point and saying, you know what? Okay. That was logically inconsistent. You just want to double down and just talk about irrelevancies or try and make things more disanalogous or to try and gaslight into being right. So here, here, here's what it is. You said that time is an issue when it comes to consciousness. So you said, okay, if someone, uh, if we, even if we knew that someone would regain consciousness in five months, you said that, well, no, we should still be able to deprive them of life. We should really kill them. We should be able to, to kill them. It's like, okay, so even, even if we knew that, um, 
we should still be able to kill them. And then you keep talking about, oh, well, it's the family. And I told you it has nothing to do with the family. Victoria, if I if I got into I, I don't really have family. So like if I got into a car crash or whatever or, or, or to whatever kind of wreck and then they had to put me or I was in some kind of coma and they knew that I would wake up in five months, you are still saying, well, no, you should be able to it's the taxpayer dollars or whatever you want to say that it is. Nope, you should be able to, to, to kill that person that I that I find to be completely immoral. Um, it's 1,000% immoral. Even when I said, okay, you believe in universal health care. You believe that people should pay that and that people should be able to uh, have a hospital or whatever uh, on tax- taxpayer dollar. 30 seconds. Okay. But e- but even still in that, you said, oh, well, I don't even want to answer that because we don't live in that scenario. So you you do not understand what arguing in good faith is. I think that it's it's very apparent that you care more about not admitting that you are wrong than you do actually having some type of discourse and and and, and understanding if you yourself are wrong. So um, so, yeah, I, I just find that to be a, a huge disappointment. But um, but yeah, that's all I have to say, James. All right, in time. So with that, thanks for your questions, folks. We appreciate it. And we are going to go through as many of these as humanly possible. So we do appreciate them, and we really do want to honor them. And so if we have the most, I hate to ask both Victoria and Tyler, if you're able to give the most uh, pithy responses, that is most I don't know ideal. What pith- I don't know what pithy means. Just concise and with a punch. Okay. And uh, yeah. Soldier of Science, thanks for your question, said, Tyler, should men be able to defend the pro-life position? Of course, absolutely, because you just have to know what the pro-life position is, right? So if the pro, if we believe on the pro-life side that that is the killing of an unjust, per, or I'm sorry, that is the unjust killing of an innocent person, then it has nothing to do with gender, right? Has nothing to do with that at all. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't make any sense. When so, Anytime that somebody says that no uterus, no opinion, or if you're a man, you can't talk, really what they're showing is they're just, I would say, intellectual inferiority that they don't, just on this topic, not, not as a person themselves, but they just aren't as, uh, I would say knowledgeable on the topic so because of that they're trying to shut your argument down before it even starts because they don't want to look like even more wrong so yeah absolutely men can absolutely have a, have a thanks for your question honest abe as well by the way i want to remind you folks that both tyler and victoria are linked in the description so if you'd like to hear more from them you certainly can as they are on tiktok and honest abe thanks so much for your question said tyler how do you how is your pro-life position any different to that of a rapist apologist. You both seem okay with using women's bodies without their consent. Yeah, like we we already we already talked about that in in earlier in the debate. So it's not so much about using a woman's body without their consent. Again, that mother forced that that uh, if you're going to say that it's a it's a baby, right? Or force that being. So it forced that person into a state of dependency. You cannot force a person into a state of dependency and then say, "Well, I get to now kill that person." If you do, then that would be considered murder, right? I can even give you like a parallel, and this isn't exactly analogous to abortion, but the point is dependency, not abortion. So like if I had a drug and I in- injected that into you and I'm the only one who has that drug and you are now reliant on me for this drug, and if I die, you die because you no one else can get this drug for you. Um, I cannot then just deprive you of that drug knowing that you will die if you do. So because I forced you into that state of dependency the same way that a mother forces a child or a fetus into a state of dependency on her if she voluntarily and consciously acted uh, in a way that put them there. 
Thank you very much. Mike Billers, thanks for your question as well. Said, Tyler, you look like you have a healthy pair of lungs. I need one or I could die. Give me your left lung, please. Yeah, again, uh, that, that's that's just disanalogous. I mean, I don't have to provide you uh, my lung. I didn't force you into a state of dependency on me. The, the, to make that, these things are so disanalogous. To make that analogous, you would have to say that, um, I don't know, maybe you were unconscious and uh, while you were unconscious, I removed your lung or forced you or hooked you up to me somehow and now you are dependent on me and now i'm going to remove that and now you can no longer breathe but yeah i didn't force you into a state of dependency again just as um unlike a mother who forces that fetus into a state of dependency gotcha thanks so much and thanks for your question from cider and port who says quote you spoke for two minutes then let's see <sighs> i said well done victoria my irish temper couldn't deal with this git. Never heard that word before, but Enrique, <laughs> I think it's, I don't know if they say git or it's j like we say jit. I don't know if they say git, but that's okay. I'm learning. So I'm Irish today. too. <laughs> I'm half Irish. Anyone who doesn't know, legitimately, I'm not joking. I am half Irish. Hey, maybe we're related. <laughs> you never do know. <laughs> Matt and I, thanks for your question, said Revelation 21 8, but. The, the cowards, faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their share will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So we promise we'll read every super chat. So that includes the ones that aren't, uh, it's not, that, that it's was, not that super was directly comment. related to the abortion uh, topic. But <laughs> next, thanks. People are always telling me I'm going to hell, man, you know? <laughs> M.I.K., thank you for your question, said, suggestion, K. Fellows, who is pro-life versus Victoria, who is pro-choice? Well, maybe. You never know. Um, Cider and Port said yet another quote-unquote pro-life person who's really just pro-forced birth. If you'd like to respond, you can, of course, Tyler. So, so again, anybody who says anything like this, like, well, what does that mean? What does what does pro-forced birth mean? So it's not – you could call it whatever you want, but I am pro not killing – the 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 person that you force into a state of dependency that's what i am so that's it that's what i am thank you and then araceli hernandez thanks for your super chat if you want to put your chat your question as a normal chat uh you can because i didn't see a question attached to your super chat and so i don't want you to have to put two super chats in david smock thanks for your question said victoria what is the purpose of consensual sexual intercourse and what is the natural biological outcome well, I would say, um, you know, obviously, biologically, uh, every time that you have sex, you are at risk of getting pregnant. Um, again, I just view abortion as a, as more morally neutral, you know. Um, so while I do understand that everyone is taking a risk uh, every time that they have sex, I don't see anything morally wrong with ending the life of something that was not even aware that it was alive to begin with, right? We don't feel bad about killing plants, which are not conscious. I don't understand why we feel bad about discarding embryos. Gotcha. And thank you for your question. This one comes in from Cider and Port says, Tyler, if you get into a car, are you consenting to a car crash? If not in that case, then why are you consenting to pregnancy? Double standard? So I wouldn't say that consent to sex um, is consent to, to pray. I, I wouldn't phrase it that way. I would just say that people have a moral obligation to accept the consequences of their actions if they consciously and voluntarily act on them. Uh, and that, that, that extends to sex. So, uh, if you get into a car, um, and you, I guess I, I'm not understanding the analogy here. So if you get into a car and then you 
hit someone, like if, if, if you hit someone, then yeah, you are obligated to accept the consequences for those actions. Yeah, absolutely. If you hit them, that's it. Even if you accidentally hit them, you are absolutely responsible or, or should be held accountable for those actions. One thousand percent. The same way that you should be here. Gotcha. Mike Billars, thanks for your questions. And Tyler, what do you do to address problems with children after they're born? Do you adopt or donate to foster care organizations? Help solve the problem. Don't just point out the problem. Yeah, so I, I had somebody on my, I, I uh, even on my Cameo, oh, I'm on Cameo now, guys, with all the big people. But anyway, so even even on my Cameo, um, you know, I give half of my funds if I, when I get them, I give half of my funds donated to a pro-life organization. Um, it is called, uh, the let them live organization. It's an incredible organization. I actually had a podcast with them a couple, um, like a week or so ago. You should really check them out. Uh, but basically what they do really quickly is they raise funds and everyone pro choices should be able to get down with this too. They raise funds for women, uh, specifically, um, who are having, uh, who are thinking about abortion because of financial stress, which they, which they found out was like 73% of abortion. So, um, so I support them. Um, I had them on my podcast. I'm, I'm donating to them. I advise everyone else to donate to them. Um, so I try to. Thanks so much. And Papa V, thanks for your question, said, Tyler, forced pregnancy is actually what you're advocating. You're not okay with government imposing a belta but you oh, seatbelt maybe oh that you're right seat belts but you want it's it looks like a belt okay so they said but <laughs> you want them quote unquote forcing women to give birth i want them to not kill the person that they put into a state of dependency that is not analogous to seatbelts. So if I get into my car, like me personally, and I I want to not have a seatbelt, why should the government, I'm not hurting anyone. I, I, I am not killing anyone by me getting into a car and having and not having a seatbelt. I mean, I guess you could argue that I would be quote unquote a flying projectile if I got into a if I happen to get into a car crash. Um, but then you would have to show me. I mean, what data backs that up that that would actually kill another person? So uh, it's it's just not analogous. Thanks so much. And want to remind you, folks. Friendly reminder too. We want you to focus on attacking the arguments rather than the person. We're not going to re- read any super chats that are. Just I got I got thick attack. skin, man. If they if they talking crap, man, I can take it. I appreciate that. I like that attitude. And Lawrence Lobdell, thanks for your question, said, if Tyler believes a fetus is a living person, why is he just sitting by as millions of people are being genocided? So so, so I would ask, uh, I would kind of respond to that question with another question. So what could I do? So let's say, so, okay, so I, I believe that they are killing people, right? Okay, so if I go up, and try and stop a woman, forcefully stop a woman from what I believe to be killing, even though the, lo- the law does not recognize that to be. So if I forcefully try and stop a woman from doing that, um, or I hold her against her will or whatever, that's kidnapping now. So right. So what, what good is that? That would put me in prison, and then w- what could I do now? There's nothing that I could do at that point to really help anyone. So my goal is to educate people uh, and to break down just the logical inconsistencies, as I clearly did here, to break down like the inconsistencies in the pro-choice logic and show you and, and to try and help other people into becoming pro-life or at least challenging you to uh, if if you're able to operate in good faith, at least challenge you to accept that. Um, you know, maybe maybe there's something there that maybe you're not totally right on your pro-choice side. 
Gotcha. Armed Cadaver illustrates, thanks for your question, said, can you please address the issue of the forced birth that inevitably results from pro-life policy, in parentheses, without any version of the, quote, keep legs closed, cop out, unquote. Was that a question to me or Victor? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Definitely for you. They said, can you please address the issue of the forced birth that inevitably results from pro-life policy? And then in parentheses, they put without any version of the cop out of saying, keep your legs closed. Uh, so it's the second part of the sentence isn't super related to this, but just can you please address the issue of the forced birth that inevitably results from pro-life policy? Yeah, again, I think I, I think this is like the third time. I think I think it's just like the same question, just phrased a little bit differently. Um, again, if you want to call it forced birth, I, I don't look at it that way. Um, I look at it even if you want to say, okay, fine, you, you could say that it's forced birth, but it, but the point is, is that you cannot kill a person. You cannot kill a person. If you want to have a, an argument on personhood, then we can have an argument on personhood. But um, you cannot kill a person if you fi- if you force that person into a state of dependency on you. That is exactly what pregnancy is. If we're talking about uh, uh, my, my argument is explicitly consensual sex. So when you have consensual sex, you you. Uh, you force that fetus into a state of dependency on you. You cannot then kill them for your own convenience or say, claim that it's your body or say that, oh, you're forcing me to, to, uh, to birth this child. No, we're making sure that you do not kill the person that you created and forced to be there. So that, that's the pro-life argument. Gotcha. And moving on to the next question, we do appreciate it. This one comes in from Smokey Saint, who says, After show on my channel, after the debate is over, discuss your opinions on this debate, no matter what side you're on, and my other debate earlier today. So, yes, folks, we are willing to link after shows in the description, and that's from both sides. So we do want to keep it fair. Daniel Patterson says, Tyler, it's irrelevant if the fetus is a person or not. Even if it's a person, no person has the right to use another person's body without their consent. So that's not true. So even so, if again, if you're saying that it doesn't matter if it's a person or not, then I would I would just ask you, you know, are you morally obligated to accept the consequences of your actions if you if you uh, consciously and voluntarily act on them, and then you force that person into a state of dependency, right? So if you if I force you. Uh, you're talking about property rights. That's what bodily autonomy is. If I force you into my home, can I kill you because you don't leave? No, I cannot. That, that would be murder, right? I can't kill you just because you don't leave if I forced you to be there, right? I, forced, I physically forced you to be into, in my home. That's property rights. That's bodily autonomy, right? So um, you cannot kill that person. And you can't, I, I doubt that you could argue that. But hey, if you think that you can, then give me the argument. You got it. And thanks for your question. This one coming in from Mike Billar said, uh, so sorry. Virtually all of these are for Tyler. Okay. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. But, so Victoria's just there, there Victoria, like just If you, you want to yeah. check in on uh, on the news or whatever. But Mike Billar, <laughs> thanks for your question, says, sorry if I missed it. I came in late. Tyler, are you pro-euthanasia? Are there any hard lines to draw here? Okay, so euthanasia, I'm not 100% um, – solidified on when it comes to my opinion because I haven't looked into it too much but what from what I do understand I think that there's different different types of euthanasia if I'm not mistaken I thought there were like three different types of euthanasia if I'm not mistaken but um I would say my my initial reaction to to euthanasia is if we're talking about a doctor like doctor assisted suicide while I understand while some people while you could get down with it if a person is in great suffering 
I think that it's a slippery slope because I believe that doctors are made or uh, their profession is to save lives, not to intentionally end lives. So I, I feel like it would be a slippery slope to where, okay, well, now we're allowing it for this suffering, but then what What exactly is suffering? You know, I'm depressed. You know, can can you go ahead and kill me? And now you're talking about for-profit places that allow you to go there and then kill the general population. Or even if you say it's government-funded, government, government funded, but then, you know, government gets involved and super shady, and they're probably making some kind of profit or incentivizing it in some way. So I, I feel like it's just a super slippery slope. I'm not completely solidified, but my initial reaction is I'm not with it. Gotcha. And Jordan Rose, thanks for your question. Said Tyler, you clearly don't know how to de- you clearly don't know how to debate. They're ripping India, Tyler. You asked, you said you it's don't. It's all mind. good, man. It's all you good, said, man. You don't even know yeah. your own argument clearly, and you don't understand hers. You don't care about human life, and you don't respect women. You lost. You have a critic out there, Tyler. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's what I would say. Thanks okay, for cool. that, and thanks Matt and I for your question. Said. Thou shall not murder uh, from God. And Jamie Russell, thank you for your question. Equivocation fallacy. They say, this is what they say. Jamie says, equivocation fallacies are when a word is defined with ambiguity in its usage, using it with different or multiple definitions. I think everybody's on the same page of that. Okay. Cider and Port, thanks for your question, said, uh, James, we all love you, but please don't have, let's see. All right, there's more poop throwing. So Matt Nye, thanks for your questions, or... Got we read that thanks Enrique thanks for your question said current perspective, not dichotomy, ignores past demonstrable consciousness. If a parent cannot be forced to give an organ to a dying five year old, then why must a woman give up her body? I've already I I answered that like to a one year old. I'm confused. Um, I think they mean to a preborn, um, to the preborn. I don't know why it says one-year-old. So imagine it just says, if a parent cannot be forced to give an organ to a dying five-year-old, why must a woman give their body to an unborn? Because they forced that person into a state of dependency. Next, thanks for your question. Cider and Port said, uh, we got that one. Fact-based living, appreciate it. Said, should Tyler be forced at gunpoint to give up a kidney? No. Bodily autonomy (laughs) solved. It's really not that hard to understand. That's what pregnancy is. Clearly, clearly it is very difficult for many of the of the people in the chat to understand that because they 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 again are just being disanalogous. They, they do not take into consideration at all that um, you force that person into a state of dependency. I haven't heard one argument that would actually go against my core argument. It, it, and they just keep bringing this up over and over and over again. Um <laughs> I think what? I think it shows I think it shows that you don't actually understand how bodily uh, these people these specific people not everyone in the chat but these specific people um, don't understand how bodily autonomy works. One thing that I would like to ask you, Tyler, in front of everyone, because your stance last time we spoke on abortion was that you are against abortion, even in cases of rape. Now that you're saying that because women are consenting to sex to have these babies um, or to to get pregnant. Um, and because that would make you forcing another being into dependency on you. Have you changed your stance? Are you okay with abortion in cases of rape now, since every argument you've given thus far relies on consent? Yeah. So, so essentially, yes, uh, I'm, I'm for evictionism in cases of, in cases of rape. Um, uh, I had somebody, well, actually I was watching a debate and somebody made a really good argument. Um, and it, and it forced me to force me to, to rethink. So, so yeah, I am, 
Uh, I am for evictionism, which technically is an abortion, but I think it's an important distinction to understand that evictionism is going in uh, with the intent just to remove that fetus, but not going in with the intent to kill as in, uh, you know, the other abortions that, that we're talking about. But yeah. So you're, you're fine depriving that being of its right to life if, if it was conceived non-consensually? Yes. Okay. Next up, thanks for your question. Zirafa says, Tyler, uh, let's see. Yep, they said, Tyler, if you cause an accident and I and can't afford to pay for the damages, should you be obligated to sell your blood? How about your organs? Say, say that again. I'm not getting that. Say so they said, again. if you caused an accident, let's say in a car, and can't afford to yeah. pay for the damages, let's say maybe for the person's like body bodily damages, should you be obligated to sell your blood or your organs in order to pay for those damages done? No. Gotcha. And Mike Billars, thanks for your question, said, Tyler, let's see. Nightmare, thanks for your question, said, Victoria's argument would be valid if the baby just poofed into a woman's belly, but the woman was (laughs) there when the baby was put in. Uh, We'll give you a chance to respond, Victoria. Okay. Um, Interesting. I'm kind of confused what it's asking. Is it talking about just the consent to conceive through sex or what do you guys think? I think that they're saying in the case that your argument would work fine if if it wasn't for the case that women were knowingly engaging in sex where there's a possibility of uh, becoming pregnant. That's, I think, what they're saying. Right. And, and again, to that, I would I would just say that I view abortion as morally neutral um, and in situations, you know, where a fetus might might be abused if it were to ever become sentient and be born, if it were to be abused and deprived of resources and um, possibly face food insecurity, I would, I would say that obviously I'm, I'm very uh, almost pro abortion in that, in that regard. So I would say that the whole consenting to possibly conceiving doesn't really change my argument much just because I view ending a non-sentient life as is neutral as ending like the life of a plant because that person was never aware of his or her existence and never will be aware of his or her existence or his or her death. Thanks so much. And thanks, Mark Reed, for your question. Said, Tyler, if universal health care applies to the coma, then in the analogy, the state would be gestating the baby. How is this possible? I don't, I don't understand. Well, I, I would say, I would say, I guess one, one issue with that whole, um, you know, with that whole whole discussion, one false equivalency that I think will never will never be solved in, in talking about the coma versus like fetus analogy is that no one's required to actually change their body or give up their body in order to keep someone alive in a coma. Um, and so maybe that's what they're referencing. But that's one I think, thing I that think, I was. I think do. what he's I think what he's saying is that because what the state would be keeping you alive or they wouldn't be allowing you to die is that is that like what that what that means now i believe i believe that the government we should have small government but i believe that the government does have a role in protecting you know life liberty property um so uh in this scenario where if they had universal health care which i haven't really decided on if i'm for it or against it um but in this scenario if they are uh in universal health care in a universal healthcare world, um, then it, it would just be the state or actually taxpayers. I mean, it would be taxpayers not uh, allowing that person to die, I guess. I don't know. I don't really understand the question too much. 
Frankly, I'm confused by it too. Mark Reed, if you're in the chat, you can try to help me out if I've butchered it. Mike Manzano, thanks for your uh, super chat, says this is a waste of $5. Appreciate that. Pilgrim <laughs> says, uh, for Tyler, if you believe in the American Constitution, in liberty and freedom, how can you support pro-life? Pro-life removes the liberty of women. No, it doesn't. I could really just end it there with those three words. Um, but it definitely does not, again... Again, I implore everyone to actually understand my argument instead of trying to understand um, the general conservative or whatever type of other abortion debate you've seen. Um, my argument, again, is that hum uh, personhood starts at conception. Uh, all human persons have the equal right to life. And that the third is that you cannot... Um, force a person to be in a state of dependency on you uh, and then remove that dependency knowing that they will die if you did. And the woman did that by consensually engaging in sex. Gotcha. Thanks so much for your question. This one coming in from Sydney King. Appreciate it. Didn't see a question attached. If you have one, shoot it into the chat. And Steven Johnson, same deal. If you had a question you meant to attach, just uh, fire it into the chat as a normal chat. Abby Tadass, thank you for your question. Said, Tyler, what about in the instance of failed contraceptives? what like like a okay so failed contraceptive like a like a failed condom it doesn't it doesn't really matter like to me it, even if you try and protect yourself against abortion or i'm sorry and try and protect yourself against pregnancy you know nothing is 100 percent. you are still taking um you know that risk um i gave that same analogy and i could quickly say it in like 20 seconds that i gave to uh to Victoria, you know, if you have human cells in a jar and you don't have to interact with these cells um, and you want to, even if you wear gloves, even if you wear a hazmat suit, but you knew that there was still a chance, even no matter how small it was, you knew that there was a chance that these human cells if you mess with them, if you touch them, that they would latch onto you, create a new person that uh, would then be in a state of dependency on you, it doesn't really matter what precautions you took. You still voluntarily chose to do so. So you cannot kill them um, due to you doing that. Gotcha. And thanks so much for your question. This one coming in from Samizer says, Tyler, if the pregnancy was non-consensual, do you maintain your position? I think that we covered that in other yeah, words. We maintain Thanks oh, so much, Stephen Johnson, for your super chat. Said Tyler, can you provide an equivalent of the woman's sacrifice in the case of the comatose patient? And James, can Victoria? So they have also got a question for Victoria. We'll let uh, Tyler answer that first. What, what was the question? If you can provide an equivalent of the woman's sacrifice in the case of the comatose patient, I think they mean an equivalent of a woman's sacrifice in being pregnant. Can you provide an equivalent? Uh, you could say piece of the analogy for the uh, comatose patient analogy. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to re remember, like, w what are they looking to expand on? I guess I don't understand. Like, So it on? was like our, our whole um, bit when we were comparing like an unconscious fetus to an unconscious like human being, basically a, a big reason, a big argument for abortion would be the sacrifice the mother has to make to keep the fetus alive. So they're asking you, to create a mother equivalent, someone who would have to sacrifice something in order to keep the comatose patient alive. Create an equivalent um, for that in Sac the analogy. Sacrifice what? What are they sacrificing? Resources, their body. I mean, you mean, you mean, you mean the, okay, possibly so, so their, they, their mental capacity, their mental state. Some women suffer postpartum matter? depression. So, so, okay, so wait a minute, so wait a minute. Why people so have you, you, force, you force a person into a state of dependency on you. 
I don't look at that as her. Even if you say she's sacrificing her resources, I, I don't care. So she forced that person into a state of dependency. If you force someone into your home, I don't care that you have to now use your food or use your whatever to sustain that person's life. You force them to be there, right? If you, if you intentionally act against that and trying to kill them, then that is immoral. So I don't know what we're talking about as far as trying to analogize this to a coma patient. When we were talking about the coma patient earlier, that um, uh, when we were talking about strictly general anesthesia, the, 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 the point was, was that uh, Victoria was committing special pleading. And I was like, okay, well, Bro, if, why do you always if, have to be rude about it? That's not like, rude. I'm just just talk, have an argument, that's that's like saying that you were walking down the street. I was like, I'm reciting what happened. This is right. what happened. You committed special pleading. So, I did it. I, so she was committing special pleading and I was, and I was, I was trying to get her to understand that. Okay. Um, very least being logically inconsistent. I was like, okay, so at what point, since you're saying that in a coma, that this person, uh, even though you you subscribe to the fact that uh, perspective capacity is what matters of now or in the future to uh, have consciousness, but then you say, oh, well, wait a minute. If it's too long, then you know what? Then you know what? I I, I don't subscribe to that. So if it's five months, then it, it's too long for for that for that to happen. And then she just kept trying to go into things like, oh, well, it's the it's the family's resources. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be the family's resources. So I, I, I don't know. I, that's just kind of what we were talking about. So, Tyler, my, my question to you would be if we're taught, if we're using time as a special pleading fallacy here, um, if, or if that's what we're saying, if, if your child was in a vegetative state, someone who's dependent on you, someone you forced to be dependent on you was in a vegetative state, completely unconscious. Should you be required to give up your resources being money or whatever it is to keep that, that child alive for an indefinite amount of time? It's not indefinite. You, you are intentionally being disingenuous in the argument. No, but I'm pointing that out said, that time is not no, a special not pleading pointing, fallacy. You, again, you're not pointing it's, out it's anything. It's justified because, here, right? No, no, Victoria, Victoria, you, I feel How like, long should you be required I, to keep your child alive on? on that's what I asked you. That's, yeah, that's right, what I asked you. Let's give him a chance to respond, and then we've got so the next question. Yeah, that's what, I do oh, have a question so for you as well, Victoria. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So wait. So let me get I this guess I'm asking so when you, I, I'm asking hold on, you I'm answering your question. I'm answering your question. So this, th what's so interesting about this is that now you are asking me the question that I asked you that you refused to answer. So no, this I is, this just... is incredibly interesting. I so was saying at that, any point, my, I said at any my, point, I said at any you, point. One, one sec. I, we do, uh, you had so asked the question, question and now we got to give it a chance so again, to respond. So again, my, my, this is, this is, give you a question, Victoria as well. So then Victoria, this isn't my argument. I only, I was only challenging your own logical consistency which you failed right that's not my argument my argument is that at conception beginning you, you are not able to kill that person immorally if someone is in a, a coma and we know that they are going to um first of all when you're talking about if you're talking about specifically in a hospital like if if they know that this person is going to regain consciousness in five months and they will then be sentient again or they will have consciousness they won't just pull the plug on them anyway now that person uh let, let's just say in your analogy because you want to be super hyper focused uh to make it in your favor so if you're saying that okay so it's dependent on this father or this mother who has to fund this they they yeah. do not pull the plug specifically because you can't afford it you would just be you would just be given the bill so then you would have to pay for it later so then they're not pulling the plug on it on we them victoria must go to the next question this one comes in from stephen johnson for victoria namely they yes. said can victoria respond to his proposition of a woman's nine-month sacrifice um what 
What proposition was this? I'm not sure which. Uh, Tyler, do you know what they mean when they say? Well, earlier, I think I think a couple questions ago, they they asked me a question on on the sacrifice, and then I said, well, uh, I think they're talking about my core argument because then I said, well, it's not the same thing because um, you force that uh, fetus to be in a state of dependency. So I think that they're asking her to address that. Because I said yeah. it doesn't matter if it takes nine months or not. Um, you force that person into a state of dependency. You cannot kill them. Right. And I, and I would just say, again, the mother's sacrifice cannot be ignored um, in this situation. Uh, even if you do view having sex uh, as forcing another being um, into dependency on you, I just don't think that the mother's sacrifice should be ignored. That's something that should be considered. And in my personal opinion, e even if, you know, a woman has consensual sex and gets pregnant, I think that she should have the right to deny her resources, deny her body to that unconscious, not sentient fetus at any, or not at any point, I'm sorry, before it becomes conscious. And I would say to be safe, that is the 12 week mark. But wait, to be gotcha. clear, one bodily I hate autonomy. To do this, but we do have so many questions. I, I hate to do yeah. this, but Tyler, this one's even for you. And I think that, uh, so they said, Tyler, a person who is pregnant will have a baby, but a person who's in a coma will not probably wake up. How exactly are they the same? Well, because in this in this in this scenario, specific scenario that we were talking about in this thought experiment, we did know that they would. Right. So we knew that they would they would awaken in this hypothetical that they would awaken in like five months. And they would. so basically the argument was is that Victoria's argument was that it is perspective um, capacity is what makes a person a person for consciousness, which means of now or in the future. So if to they, be clear, that was they, not my argument. Sorry, keep going. Victoria. Victoria, your original argument was current capacity, and then you then realized that you we, were doing perspective just before capacity. Before we get into Victoria's arguments, their question was more focused on yours, Tyler. So just to forgive me because we have so many questions that people well, well, are... I'm sorry, ask me the question again. So they had said a person who is pregnant will have a baby, but a person who is in a coma will not probably wake up. Right, right, How right. How are they right. the same? Right, so, well, they're not really, right? So, like, in, again... What we were talking about when we were talking about a coma, we were only talking about knowing that they would wake up uh, and that they would regain consciousness. And it was based on perspective capacity to have consciousness. My my argument isn't even consciousness. I, I couldn't care less about consciousness. It doesn't make a person a person. I was just challenging Victoria's own thought experiment there. So, so yeah, it's not the same. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Matt Nye uh, says we're a free speech platform. So we, even if it's not clearly related... Uh, have to read it. So they say, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Seventeen, um, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. And we appreciate your question as well. Duffy Loner 64 says, for the both of you, what do you think about making birth control over the counter, making sex ed clearer, and improving the foster care system as a more problem-solving answer to abortion. I'm all yeah. for that. I am all for that. I think that that's one area. And me and uh, Bella, who is great, um, Tyler, I don't know if you know her. I believe her username's like Bella Jean. She's a conservative, um, pro-life. And me and her were just talking about uh, how conservatives and uh, or how both pro-life and pro-choice people should work together in that regard to make birth control more accessible and sex ed more accessible. Gotcha. So you guys have some agreement. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Zirfa, thanks. Zirafa, thanks for your question. Said, if taking an abortion pill is wrong, even if you don't know you're pregnant, should sexually active women be barred from partaking in alcohol and drugs? Mm. While they're pregnant? 
an interesting no you don't know sex sexually active women could be pregnant at any given point Right, so, we have to get it practically. so if you don't know, it's not the same as taking an abortion pill because in taking an abortion pill, you are intentionally doing something that is going to uh, kill off that fetus. Now, if, if you don't, if you're taking drugs or whatever, I guess it, I would say that how would we, how would we be able to measure this? So how, how would we be able to quantify this? Um, if there was a way to if they, if if this is some kind of futuristic thing and everyone super tyrannical government and you have to wear these things on your on your wrist and it tells you oh you're pregnant then it's like okay then you can't do that but not knowing um, I think that it it becomes very uh, very dicey there so but I would say if she did know that she was pregnant and then um, was doing like alcohol or drugs or something like that then I would say that that's absolutely child endangerment one thousand percent. Gotcha. Thank you. And Enrique, thank you for your question. Says, I hope this gets read. Why should anyone accept the the premise that it is based on a false dichotomy? Current perspective, ignore past consciousness. Oh, we I think we read that one already. Sorry about that, guys. Pandora. We didn't we didn't read that, but I don't even understand it. I'll read it again. So uh, maybe we didn't. It might have been something that was similar. They said, why should anyone accept a premise that is based on a false dichotomy? But they, I don't know who they're accusing of using a false dichotomy. They say current slash perspective, ignore past consciousness. I wonder if um, it was in reference to our comatose argument, because in that case, the comatose patient would have had past consciousness. They would have been aware of themselves and, yeah. Maybe. Aware, yeah. aware of themselves and their surroundings. So they would have had past con consciousness, which, making that inequivalent to a fetus. Which obviously wouldn't matter. If they had I, well, I mean, I, I personally could could see it mattering a bit. I don't know. I mean, I think that that's definitely one another false equivalency with the comatose um, analogy compared to to a fetus. The issue is that there just are very few perfectly equivalent things well, to abortion. Well, no, 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 Victoria. So previous previous consciousness wouldn't matter. Right. Because like if someone's brain dead, it doesn't matter that they had previous subjective experience or consciousness. The only thing that matters is that they won't have it in the future. The only thing that matters is the perspective uh, capacity for consciousness, not previous. I understand why some people would bring that up just because I think that, yeah, I, I think it, it's different. It's, it's different when you're depriving an organism that was never aware of its existence and would never even be aware that it, it ever died. It's, it's different comparing that organism to an organism that has lived, that has that that has been aware of itself. I, I just understand people's. I, I didn't use that in the debate because I don't think that it's like super super important. But I do understand why people yeah, would bring that up. Yeah, worthy of talking about. Would have been illogical. But gotcha. Go ahead. And Pandora Brin. Why are so disrespectful to everyone? Like these are just people trying to like understand our side. Why do you get? Why do you get? Pandora Brin. I'm not. We do I'm have so to jump to the next that. one. Said Tyler, you don't understand how masks work. Quote, my mask protects you, your mask protects me, unquote. We all have to wear masks for them to work. Yeah, yeah I get that. Next up, Sophie Posadas, thanks for your question, said, Tyler, if you believe that men have an equivalent opinion on abortion, then are white people's opinion on POC issues equivalent or above to POC people themselves? Yeah, everybody can have an opinion on things that affect everyone or even even it doesn't like just because I'm not part of government doesn't mean that I can't have an opinion on government just because you are not. Uh, now, I know that you could, quote unquote, be part of government, but it doesn't really matter just because I find that to be super prejudiced by saying that this person's 
opinion is not valid because they are not part of that specific group. That doesn't make any logical sense by any metric. So, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So if you're asking me, can you have opinions on black people's stuff? Absolutely. That's like saying white people can't have an opinion on, on like, slavery. It's like, well, absolutely you can have an opinion on slavery. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. And want to mention, folks out there, so sorry to ask because we do appreciate your questions, but just because we want to respect the time, the time limits of the debaters, we're basically coming up on what we promised. So we want to try to, if it's okay with the speakers, we want to wrap up with the questions we've gotten so far. We do want to ask folks if you'd be willing to maybe, you know, we, we will for sure invite our guests that we have on right now to come on in the future. They've both been a pleasure to have on. And so if you're willing to maybe save uh, that question for next time, that'll help us out as we're trying to get through as many as possible. But uh, Ashley Snyder, thanks to your question, said, Tyler, if abortion did become illegal, what do you think will happen? And how do you prevent unsafe abortions? Uh, how do you prevent more unsafe? So I think that just because something is illegal doesn't mean that people aren't going to do it. Just because you make cer- a certain weapon illegal doesn't mean that people aren't going to, that people that really want to obtain that weapon, the same way that some people really want to obtain that abortion, doesn't mean that they are, aren't going to get it. I think that it really focuses on two things, education and implementation. So one, we need to educate the public, young especially, like in schools, um, uh, parents need to get involved and, and it needs to be known that, uh, you know, uh, that abortion is the killing of an innocent person. So that needs to be made known first. Um, but even if, e- e- even, uh, even if you didn't at, at the very least, if you make something illegal, it doesn't stop people, stop everyone from doing those things, but it definitely decreases, uh, the amount of those things happening in totality. Right. So like, uh, we used to be able to have like every weapon that the military had. And then through government tyranny, uh, enforcing more and more gun control, less people are, are obtaining those same amount of, of weapons, right? I mean, who do you know? How many people do you know that, um, you know, that have a, a rocket launcher or a tank in their front lawn, right? So, um, so yeah, so I believe that it would still make total abortions go down. And while it may, may make... Um, uh, unsafe abortions go up. I think that the education part is really key there and not just denouncing it and saying, oh, well, no, we don't believe in it. I think that more open discussions like this um, is what's important. Um, and I think that, yeah, I, I just think that education is really the key there. Thank you much. Thanks, Sydney King, as well, says, Tyler, no one forces conception to happen. <sighs> No, nobody forces concept. Well, nobody forces conception to happen. But if you if you consciously and voluntarily act in a way where that happened anyway, it doesn't really matter because you still acted in a way that forced that person to be there. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, now, if you uh, didn't consent uh, to that action that forced that person to be there, then I would agree that, uh, yeah, but, uh, if you consciously and voluntarily acted in a way that forced a person there, whether you wanted them to be there or not, you did force them to be there. Gotcha. Thanks for your question. This one comes in from Sunny Uchias. One, two, three says Tyler. Oh, this must be about the hat that Victoria said she was happy you didn't wear. I'm guessing they say Tyler is a misogynist who sells quote, grab them by the blank uh merchandise does tyler think that being pro-life absolves him from respecting women 
Yeah, so I absolutely do sell that beanie on my website, terribleconservative.com. Um, but yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, and and the point is, is that I it's not un, it's not non consensual. So it would be the same if I said kiss her. It doesn't mean that I'm saying kiss her against her will. You know what I mean? So it's an act that. I, I completely believe to be consensual. If you want to say that it's not consensual, well then, okay, prove that it's not consensual, right? But it's it's just an act. It doesn't make it non-consensual. Gotcha. Haley Marie 980 says, Victoria, at what point in the pregnancy is abortion unacceptable and why? Um, I would say that I think we need to legalize first-term abortions. So that would be ending at the 12-week mark, de- most definitely. If you want to get very, very technical, I would say up to about 15 weeks would be ethical just because 15 weeks is when we start seeing circuit uh, or, or when we start seeing um, uh, uh, brain structures develop that are capable, that make a being capable of subjective experience. So I would say 12 week is a very comfortable cutoff for me. Gotcha. And Nicole Goryeb, thanks for your super chat. And Hazel Kolf, thanks for yours, said, Tyler, if you get into a car crash that you are responsible for, are you going to give up your lung for that person who needs it due to your mistake? Yeah, to be fair, I think I've answered that question four times now. Uh, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I am not saying that anything wrong about that person. I don't mean to be like uh, like an asshole about that. I'm just saying that I have already answered it, but I'll, I'll, I'll answer it again. Again, you didn't force that person to be in a state of dependency to, to make them to force them to be in a state of dependency would be if you got into a car crash and then that person was unconscious and then you uh, uh, forced some kind of I don't know, some kind of cable or whatever or lung or whatever and said that you are now. Uh, dependent on me for survival and then you said later you know what I no longer want you to be dependent on me so I'm going to remove that even knowing that you would die that's what would make it um, analogous uh, not just getting into the car crash gotcha Jeanette Cruz thanks for your question said Victoria what about the situations where the fathers wanted the child and was willing to give their money and time to help the mother and the baby with everything but the mom still aborts it do you believe they should have uh that the husbands should have a say. Yeah, um, and this is something that I changed my stance on pretty recently uh, to anyone in this situation. Oh my God, I am so fucking sorry. I know it is so messy and painful. Um, My biggest thing is that requiring uh, the partner's consent for abortion would get really dicey in instances of rape or one night stands where you maybe have no way of contacting the person following um, following the sexual intercourse. Um, or the rape. And so that that is one problem with it that is kind of impossible to get around, unfortunately. But then additionally, you know, even if that man is willing to give his resources and his money, he's still not giving his body. And obviously, the chances of a woman dying as a result of pregnancy are pretty small. Um, women's bodies are permanently changed by pregnancy. And I think any woman with children will tell you that I can tell you even my own mother has a herniated disc and postpartum depression from having babies. So I, c- because the man is not making that sacrifice, I do think that the that, that more control should lie within the woman over what she does with her body. Thank you very much. And Ashley Fincher, thanks for your support. Appreciate it. And Tara Rollins says, Tyler thinks it's not okay to kill without consent. So are you a vegan? If not, why do you think it's okay to kill another sentient being for your pleasure? Yeah, so I don't I don't really care about no, I'm not a vegan. I, I eat I eat my my red meat medium rare like every other red blooded American should. Um, I, I don't care about granting moral consideration to to other animals. My my 
my point isn't that because you are sentient that that gains you moral consideration. My mine is that if you are a human person, that you have the equal right to life as anyone else. Um, my mine isn't value based like that. I mean, even if you were to say again, I, I don't care about granting moral consideration to to animals. I care about human persons having the equal right to life. You got it. And thanks, Sergi Milzerin says, how would you know that the fetus would be abused? Um, I think that that's probably a question for me. Obviously, there's no way of knowing. Um, but this is something uh, that uh, a guy named Jonah, who I talked to right before my previous debate, brought up to me, which was a really interesting uh, point. I don't want to get into it too deep. But he was basically like, um, you know, what what is more immoral? A world with no sentient life and no suffering or a world where you force beings to have consciousness and sentience and then force them to suffer. And, and I would say that that ideology can kind of be used here. It's like, you know, when you're forcing that mother to have that baby, you're also that forcing that baby into existence, which could be a sufferable existence. And I would say that in an instance where you'd be forcing another being into a sufferable existence, that might not be the most moral thing to do. Can I ask a question based off of that? A really quick question. Sure. Okay. Super so, quick. So, okay, so, all right, so if it's based off of someone having the potential to have a really bad life, okay, so then what if we knew that that person uh, it was just going to, okay, so if they were just going to have a really bad life, like if they were going to be poor, should we be able to kill them? Well, it's, it's not, uh, number one, I want to make it clear that I think abortion should be legal regardless of circumstance. For me, it's all about consciousness. I just think that subjecting a being to consciousness just for them to suffer is a bit immoral. And that's when you can get into the conversation of what necessitates abortion, which is a whole nother conversation. But um, I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with being poor. If to anyone out there watching, if you were raised poor, I'm very happy that you're here. I'm very happy that you exist. But I'm just saying that I don't think that you should force a mother to have a baby that she's not prepared for because you could be condemning that future baby to a sufferable, uh, suffrage, sufferable existence. I apologize. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you for your question. This one coming in from Monkey Maya. Appreciate your support. Didn't see a question, but appreciate your support. BC Burns says, question for Tyler. What proof does he have that a fetus is a person at birth? If none, is his argument feelings-based rather than factually-based? Right. So personhood beginning at conception is, is really easy to, to establish. Like lot. She said person or she said life. What did she say? I'm so sorry. Uh, they had said. Hold on two seconds. I'm I'm trying to move through the list. Uh, sorry. Let's see. I frankly, we're going to come back okay. to that question. Well, I, well let's, I, let's just say personhood beginning at conception. So I'll just answer that really quickly. So conception is when a new distinguishable human organism is created, right? And any expansion of that organism, like sentience or birth, um, is completely arbitrary, right? You can go from a zygote, embryo, uh, a fetus, neonate, adolescent. Every milestone after conception is just part of a human's developmental process, right? We don't even stop biological functions outside of the womb. You don't even go through meiosis until you hit puberty, right? So because of that, the most logical conclusion would be that personhood starts uh, at the beginning of an organism's life, which would be that zygote at conception. Gotcha. Eddie Kroom says, premise one, it's wrong. So this is for Victoria. They said, premise one, it's wrong to kill an innocent human. Premise two, abortion does kill an innocent human. Conclusion, abortion is wrong. Which premise do you deny and why? So again, the two premises were one, it's wrong to kill an innocent human. 
or two, abortion kills an innocent human? I would say uh, what most pro-choicers would disagree with would be premise two, that abortion is killing an innocent human. Um, or, yeah, I, I would just say because we don't believe that personhood begins right at conception. We don't view embryos as as people the same way that pro-lifers do. And I apologize if I'm not explaining this in the best way. But I could see someone discard an embryo and I would not view that as killing a person, whereas pro-lifers evidently do. But, but, Thanks but for your Victoria, question. I hate to do this, Tyler, person, but just because, Tyler, matter. we have so many questions. Seriously, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if we've gotten this many since we had uh, Destiny and Vosh in person. This is, uh, it's been a lot. Demilimp, thank you for your question, said, the problem with Tyler's analogy, here's one you can respond to, Tyler, is that even if you let someone into your house, you absolutely can kick them out of your house, even if it kills them. So for one, that's evictionism. That's not uh, the intentional killing of a person. So for one, that would be arguing if you were arguing against an evictionist. Victoria is not an evictionist. She even like admitted that she's like pro-abortion in certain certain circumstances, right? So, um, so she's ag- arguing for the intentional killing of that uh, of that person, regardless if they live or die. So she's not an evictionist. So that's the first thing. Second of all, um, if there was a baby, if there was a baby in your home. Um, so let's make it analogous. It's not just like a 20 year old. If there was a baby in the middle of your floor in your home and they were trespassing, you cannot kill them. Even if you said that you can evict them, sure, you can evict them, but you can't evict them knowing that they would die if you do, particularly if you force them into into your home. Now, if you didn't force them into your home, then you might have a, you might have an argument. But if you force them into your home, as you do with consensual sex, then you absolutely cannot kill them. Gotcha. Jay Blevins, thanks for your question, says, if two people voluntarily crash into someone and put them on life support, do they have the right to end life support of that person? I think think that this is a question for me, probably. I would just basically say that that's falsely analogous, and this is where we could bring up uh, past sentience, past consciousness. Here's where it's very difficult to find a perfect analogy for abortion. Um, And I'm not saying that, you know, obviously that you were being intentionally disanalogous by any means. I just think that this is difficult because that person that 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 they crashed into was conscious in that moment. So that would be wrong. Obviously, that initial act of, of putting them into a state of dependency is wrong, whereas I don't necessarily think the act of conceiving a baby is wrong. Um, and so I think that that's where they're not equivalent. Gotcha. Thanks for your question. Brandon Smith says, Victoria, some states have legalized abortion up until the day of delivery. What magic potion exists that charges or changes a, quote, clump of cells to a human? I don't think it's a magic potion. And I apologize for not getting into um, getting into cognitive development enough uh, during this conversation. But we understand that that our brain changes throughout phases in our life, just like, you know, 18 year olds get the right to vote. My argument, you could almost see it as an embryo does not have the right to life per se. Based on its cognitive development, it kind of develops that right to life, if that makes sense. And and my argument is not based on a magic potion or just my feelings. It's based on the fact that a a fetus does not have the circuit elements necessary for consciousness and self-awareness until about the 23-week period. They don't have the brain structure necessary for subjective experience. That doesn't even begin developing until the 15th week. So I would say that, in my opinion, it's all about consciousness. Gotcha. And yeah. You bet. Thanks. Eddie Kroom as well says, Victoria, should a woman be able to intentionally deform a fetus? Why or why not? Intentionally deform a fetus? Right. 
Um, I would say that would be pretty rude. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm kind of not understanding the question. Maybe they're saying deform the fetus so that it is born with a deformity. I would say that that's morally unethical because you'd be subjecting a conscious being to that experience eventually. Gotcha. Josh Williams says, Tyler, would you be affected by the laws and regulations of pro-life? Also, isn't the father responsible for forcing that life? The mom has no control where the sperm goes. I don't understand the first part, but the second part, um, I would absolutely say that, yeah, sure, the, the father... Um, the father is responsible, also responsible for that life being, uh, concepted. However, unfortunately for the mother, the mother is the only one who, ap who actually can get pregnant. I, I mean, again, by today's standards, some people will say that men can get pregnant just depending on what you identify as, but that's another they conversation. Can. That's another conversation. So I don't know. I get maybe men, if men can have uh, if men can be impregnated, then I, I don't, I don't know how to answer that based on that, but my belief is that they can't. So, um, yeah, so absolutely. I think that it, uh, you could say that it's unfair to the mother because she is the only person who is able to have or able to get pregnant, but what are we going to do? I mean, she still did act, uh, voluntarily. So uh, what are you going to say? Also, Victoria's now, uh, position on bodily autonomy contradicts her position on abortion being illegal at the first trimester. So I just wanted to be clear on that. Uh, what? <laughs> um, I'll give you a chance to respond if you'd like, Victoria, since uh, Tyler added stuff other than what was asked in the question. Um, I, I, I appreciate the effort. I'm very much that way, too. I love getting in my uh, last two cents. I would say that uh, my issue with abortion debates is that it's so often people pick one lane or the other, whereas my argument is almost kind of a combination of the two. I know that that's probably very annoying to most people who are very into abortion debates. But um, for me, it's, it's a combination of sentience and right to your own body. So I don't think that a woman or that any person should be forced to give up their resources. I've said this a million times. I know you've heard me, Tyler, despite the look on your face. I don't think that a person should give up their body, their resources for a being that is not yet conscious. Next person. Oh, but they can if Beth, they are conscious. We, I hate to go, but Beth, yeah. Beth Kirkham, thank you for your question. Says abortion is a medical procedure between a doctor and a patient. It should be legal and safe and not none of anyone else's business. Does that mean we can't host debates on it? I don't know. Oh, you guys can uh, respond. <laughs> man, I guess you, you lost all the abortion debates in the future, man. Next, Mike Billars, thanks for your question. Said Tyler, forced dependency is wrong. That implies intent. It's more, quote, you found someone in your home. Are you required to take care of that person if you did find someone in your home? It's not if you found someone in your home. You didn't force them to be in your home. You what if you actually, left your door unlocked? You still didn't Would you force be them to be in your home. You didn't force them to be in your home, right? A, 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 a sperm just doesn't magically... These aren't Virgin Marys, Victoria. They, the sperm doesn't just somehow just go into the woman's egg without her um, right. consenting. Right. Without her I, acting in a way that I, brought, right. that forced that person to be there. So it's not the same. They didn't force I, I would just say that if someone's using all forms of protect, protection, there is a need for a bit of nuance in these analogies, because nope. I do think that that. OK, well, that's my opinion. <laughs> gotcha. And thanks for your question. Trying to move through. We are almost to the end. Thanks for your patience, guys. This I'm one comes in from Mike Billars. We've got that one. Whiz bang. Thanks for your question. Said for Tyler, what if you were pregnant with baby Adolf and. Since we're, yeah, so sort of like the hit movie Junior starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Would you abort baby Adolf or would you allow his fourth Reich to? 
Dear gosh, YouTube, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> to begin from your Bluntman loins. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so for one, black guy being uh, with baby Adolf, that's 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 wild. But um, uh, so, yeah, so again, even if you... I mean, you don't know that they're gonna uh, that they're gonna become baby Adolf because everything changes, right? So if they are, if if I am birthing what Adolf would have become, then everything changes now because I can do anything that I want in my power to make sure that that is no longer baby Adolf. So gotcha. I, I would say that it's just impossible. Thanks I'll for... say in fairness, to, in fairness to Tyler too, like I think people's morals would change if you knew that your baby was going to be a dictator that like committed mass genocide. Like I'm against killing children, obviously, but if someone had gotten rid of baby Hitler before he became Hitler, I wouldn't be like. But you can't know that. No, and I know. If, and if you did know that, you could that's change. What I'm in, in fairness to you, knowing that that baby was going to go oh. co commit g mass genocide, I think changes everyone's morals. Gotcha. Thanks for your question, Juliet Powley says, is Tyler for or against condoms? I'm, I'm, I'm for them. Gotcha. Matt and I, thanks for your question, <laughs> said uh, this is a response to someone previous, someone's previous. There's a battle of super chats. They're responding <laughs> to Beth Kirkham, says abortion is murder. God commands thou shall not murder, and all murderers will be cast into the lake of fire. All right, uh, Finoia. I better get my your... floaties, because everyone keeps telling me about this lake of fire I'm going to. Thanks for your super chat. Fine, Finola says, Tyler, your child is dependent on you and is born needing a lung. Should you be legally obligated to sacrifice yours? Don't commit a fallacy here. So my child is dependent on me. I forced them not to have a lung? I think no, they're you, saying you forced... needing a lung. It was just born without. Okay. So from a genetic anomaly, the, the, the child was, does not have a lung, then I would say that if we are able to get a lung at some, by some way, then we should definitely do that. But I guess I don't understand. It's not analogous to me. I didn't force them to not have a lung. Next, BC Byrne. Thanks for your question. For Tyler, what proof does he have that a fetus is a person at birth? If, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I answered that before. Do you want me to answer it again, James? Yeah, I think you're right. That was the one we did ask before. And Monkey Maya, thank you for your qu question. Super chat support. Nicole Goriab, Goriab, thanks for yours. Victoria, let's see. You believe there shouldn't be a law preventing the caregiver from pulling the plug on a human who will be known to wake up in nine months? So I, I guess here's the issue, because I know, obviously, I seem like quite a bit from my from my, from a moral perspective. But here's the thing is that it, it's not just like the hospital, like if the hospital's just going to take care of the person requiring no money, no resources, no, no, nothing from anyone else, then that's a different situation. But in abortion, it's important to recognize the mother's sacrifice. So in, in a situation where someone Tyler, don't make those faces, genuinely try to understand what I'm saying recognizing recognizing a mother's sacrifice there has to be that equivalent in this coma analogy unfortunately there will never be an exact equivalency because no one has to sacrifice their body in order to keep a comatose patient alive but i i will say that um you know i don't think that family members should be required to give up resources to keep someone on life support and currently they are not required to they are allowed to pull the plug even though that, that is absolutely heart-wrenching and i apologize to anyone who's ever had to do that Thank you very much. And thank you, Momina. Mahmood says, so Tyler, if you hit someone with a car, is this a, 
<laughs> now, it's a different one, though. Oh, okay. And they now need a kidney or liver should you be obligated to give yours if you wreck theirs in your car accident that you were liable for because you caused them to be dependent. Well, you actually didn't cause them to be dependent on you. You Again, you would have to hook them up physically to you for them and then say that I'm going to now deprive this of you. So if something happens to them and uh, they now need one, uh, I mean, you're going to face the consequences, right? So, like, if they die, you face those, those legal consequences because you um, acted in a way that killed them. So, yeah, that, that would be my answer for that. Gotcha. And anybody, so as of right now, Paul Kramer was the most recent super chat. I cannot read any more after Paul Kramer because I do want to get the speakers out of here on time. So please don't super chat any more after Paul Kramer. Monkey Maya, thanks for your question. Said... So Tyler, you think that people who do not want to get pregnant should stay celibate forever? Do you think that is reasonable? People that don't want to get pregnant should stay celibate. I think that's the best way of not uh, ever having to get pregnant um, is to stay celibate. But if you if if you have sex, you have to always you have to always understand that there is a possibility of of being or becoming pregnant if you're a woman, right? So, and and just because you don't want to become pregnant, and just because the odds are against you becoming pregnant most days of the month, anyway. Um, that doesn't give you the moral right to kill that person just because you didn't want them to. So there, there are a number of studies that'll show you that sex um, has nothing to you are you are not physically dependent on sex. I mean, you could say we're doing it for the advance of our species, but you're not physically forced to have sex, right? With with uh, with someone, you you don't have that. Uh, you you can we're able to control ourselves, right? Otherwise, you would have to acknowledge that rape should be legal because oh, rapists just can't control themselves. So, um, so yeah, so absolutely, um, yeah, I think I answered it. Gotcha, Richard King. Thanks for your question. Comment said I would like to speak or debate with Tyler if he'd be up for it. He spent he speaks very narrow minded. My Insta is Richard B King. If so, you got a fan out there, Tyler. And next, Matt Focos. Thanks, Matt Foos. Thanks for your question. Said, if you, Tyler, were in a fertility clinic and a five-year-old was trapped inside and you can only save him or embryos, who do you save? I would save the five-year-old the same way that if you gave me the option to save a five-year-old or a 90-year-old woman, if you were forcing me to make that decision, again, this is disanalogous to abortion because you're not forced to choose between the mother or the the fetus. Both of them live, you know, 99.98% of the time. So, um, so, so yeah, so, uh, but if you're forcing me and I say, oh, I have to choose between these two people, one's going to die again, disanalogous to abortion, but I would base it off of whatever my emotional attachment would be to that person, because I believe the moral, uh, that, um, morality is subjective and like the same way like if it was my child versus a hundred people and I and you gave me the option to look you can either save your child or a hundred people I'm saving my child over a hundred people right it's whatever that emotional thing is but that doesn't negate my argument that all of those people those hundred people and my child all have the equal right to life but you are forcing me to make a decision to choose between one or the other gotcha and Zuir Afa thanks for your question said if appealing to time frame is special pleading and any choice is arbitrary and wrong, why is appeal to percentage okay? What percentage is okay? 
No, so appealing to time isn't special pleading just by appealing to time. But if you say, like Victoria said, that originally that she believed that it was that her argument on consciousness was uh, the current capacity to have consciousness, but then said, okay, well, no, it is the perspective uh capacity and then said oh but wait a minute it's not the perspective capacity because it has to be a very specific amount of time then that's special pleading next up quality control says tyler what was the argument that convinced you abortion in rape cases is okay and how is that not ending the life of someone dependent on you right so when it comes to i'm so sorry for eating i haven't eaten all day i'm so sorry um so when it comes to uh when it comes to rape cases I believe that like if someone if someone stole your DNA because you didn't consent. So if someone like stole hijacked my DNA during my sleep or whatever, my, my sperm cells or whatever. Someone hijacked my DNA and created a child um, that I did not consent to. And then I woke up to see this child attached to me saying that, uh, you know, they're dependent on me for nine months. You know, do I believe it to be immoral to sever that connection? I would say no. Personally, I would likely just keep them attached to me, but I don't find it to be immoral because you didn't. Do, my whole argument really is based off of uh, an obligatory stance that you you are obligated because you consented. But if you don't consent, um, you know, I, I don't think that it's immoral to deprive them of life if you did nothing to put them in that position in the first place. Gotcha. Matt and I, thanks for your question. They asked for Victoria. If scientists found a clump of cells on Mars, they would say we found life. Why does that not apply to humans? Here's the biggest thing. Um, when we when we're talking about life here, we're talking about sentient life. We're sentient life. We're talking about conscious life. I'm sure even you would agree that finding a clump of cells on Mars is a lot different than finding a conscious sentient being on Mars that is aware of itself and its surroundings and capable of having subjective experience. I, I would assume you would agree that that would be a much larger discovery. So um, I understand the point that you're trying to make, but the, the biggest thing I'm saying, I'm not necessarily that it is not a life. I'm just saying that it is a life in the same way that like a plant is a life. Like it, it doesn't hold value to me. It's not a being of moral consideration, no matter how much Tyler laughs at that stance. It's a pretty common. At that. Why, why do you Next. think that everything I do is about Next you? Up. This is my check. Appreciate it. <laughs> Sophia Adler says, I really hate how condescending you are, Tyler. You've got a critic out there, Tyler. Says okay. Victoria has been so civil. Give her the respect she's giving you. Thank and you. Flat Earth Guy, thank you for your uh, super chat. Says smart and beautiful Victoria is 100% a flat earther. Wow. Oh, I'm a flat earther? sharing that and matt and i thank you very much for your uh the super chat they say 180movie.com and lycanthropic testicles first time i've seen you here thanks for your super chat said time to bring alex back on name the fucking trait okay i don't know what that means pigs are intelligent as dogs thanks for your super chat said victoria if you are so so into sentience why aren't you vegan I have actually, that is such a fair question. I'm actually considering going vegan. As of right now, um, unfortunately, with my current budget, it's very difficult. But I'm trying to phase meat and uh, cheese out of my diet because that is something I'm passionate about as well. Gotcha. And the legend of Randy, thanks for your super chat, uh, who says, Victor, uh, Victoria, if I can use my mother's body against her will as a fetus, why can't I use her body against her will after birth? Why the double standard? Um, wait, I'm, I'm confused what they're asking. They're saying, 
if I can use my mother's body against her will during pregnancy, why can I not use it after? I, I feel like that'd be more of a ty- more of a Tyler question than for me. I don't but, even understand that. Is that like an incestuous question? Like, what is that? I don't no, understand. My, I think I think they're asking like, um, you know, you can use. So basically, one thing I was thinking about earlier, you know, if oh, it's so hard to find like something that's equivalent, but maybe if you knowingly brought a, wor- a baby into this world with with one kidney um should you as a parent be required to give your kidney to that baby after it's been born maybe that would be an equivalent but i don't know i'm trying to understand this person's question no i think you're right i think this has to be for i I think that it has to be for tyler that i think they're saying like hey if i'm a fetus and i can use my mom's body against her will according to your logic tyler by you know why can't i continue to do so after i've been born and you know I don't know, like theoretically. Well, she's well. The the, the fetus isn't using uh, it against her will. I mean, she she doesn't have really any say. She forced that person into it, that baby into a into a state of dependency. So it doesn't really matter if she. You can't just revoke that and say, "Well, you know what? Now I can kill you because I don't want you here any longer." Um, you can't really do that. And also, I would argue that there are times where the baby does violate uh, or by their standards violate bodily autonomy. I mean, if your baby is breastfeeding, I mean, if time is not, if if time is not an issue, like if, if you are a mother and it, and you are like in the woods or whatever, and your baby needs sustenance. And, and the only thing that you have is uh, you're lactating and you're able to, to give your baby um, food, but you deny your baby that food because I don't know, maybe it hurts you to, um, to breastfeed. I consider that to be 1000% immoral because the very least that you have to do both morally and legally for your child is to give them food and that very natural process to, to give them, to give them that. So yeah, I would consider that to be immoral. Gotcha. And last question of the night. So sorry, folks. I know we did not get to all the questions we, but do want to respect the time of the debaters. They've already stayed over mm-hmm. about, yeah, I would say uh, you could fairly say an hour past what uh, was originally discussed in terms of setting the debate up. So we appreciate you guys for doing that. Paul Kramer, thanks for your question. By the way, I want to remind you folks, our guests are linked in the description. So if you'd like to hear more, you can hear more. And Tyler, from Paul Kramer, doesn't your stance contradict itself? An embryo has no more brain power than an animal, yet it's okay to kill an animal? Well, it doesn't contradict myself because my stance isn't sentience. That was, or consciousness, that was Victoria's stance. I was only testing her logical consistency. I believe at conception, at as, as a zygote, that you have the equal right to life. My my stance is not based on, on value, um, based off of sentience. I, I don't care about that uh, another animal or uh, that species. I don't care about granting them moral consideration. So, uh, so yeah, it doesn't go against my stance at all. Gotcha. Well, thank you very much for that. And want to say thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. It's been an epic one, one we will remember. So want to say thanks to our guests. We really do appreciate Victoria and Tyler. It's been a true pleasure to have both of you. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. And thank you for being an awesome moderator. I think me and Tyler can both agree that this was much better than our previous debate. So thank you. Thank you for that. I would have appreciated it if it was like one hour longer, but I appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. And thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. We have a lot more juicy debates coming up. So, for example, you'll see next month we are going to have Doug Wilson from the popular 
documentary Collision with Christopher Hitchens. He will be on with Dr. Ben Burgess, and they will be debating on whether or not atheism is immoral. So that will be a juicy one. And so hit that subscribe button if you love controversial debates, as we have many more to come and want to say thanks, everybody. Keep sifting through, sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. And we'll also, by the way, it's a triple header. It is a big, big day as we've had three epic debates or two so far. And now we're actually tonight in just a few minutes, we'll start with a flat earth debate, which should be a juicy Ooh. one as well. Nice. So stick yeah. around, folks. I will be putting that link for that flat earth debate, which you can migrate over as we'll be starting that in just a few minutes. That link is going into the description right now. And so want to say thanks, everybody, though, for hanging out with us. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. And with that, thanks again. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.